We're doing it here. This is Mac coming back at you. This is an impromptu one, guys. Totally impromptu, like last minute, but it's gonna be really good. I'm here with always with my good pal, my buddy. He's my guy, Peter. Oh, I almost missed it again. Uh, you almost that, missed like, every it time. Again. I'm like, you wait, got... does he have something else to say? Oh no, no, you, no. You barely, you just got barely <laughs> in there. But you know what? We're not here alone. We couldn't do this without somebody, somebody special. To come and do it. You've heard him before, but this time he is a full-on, fully official guest of the show. We got Jacob Kreitz here from Grandma Talking. Hello. What's going on? I don't know why I'm talking like I'm on a morning this is radio really show. Intense. I was like, this is like <laughs> way more. Um, yeah, morning. Come zoo back style. at you. It's super movie ball. He's my guy. He's sitting right here next. <laughs> He's right here. My man Peter almost missed this. What's going on? Yeah. Were you going to be at the uh, Thunderdome this weekend? <laughs> Rock on the range. <laughs> Rock on the range. This is. Uh, Eight two one ninety seven five. Eight two one ninety seven ten. Yeah, this is uh, this is a crazy podcast you have here. No, it's not. This is different. We've got. Well, I hope it is. I don't know. Is that a good thing? Is being crazy a good thing? Yeah, man. We got the dogs here. I'm dog sitting, and I've got my regular dog. They're sleeping right now, which is one awesome. of your dogs has a diaper, by the way. Well, that's not my dog. That's my niece's dog. Your niece's dog has a diaper. Allie, who I'm gonna totally out all over podcast just so you can be there. She's really old though. That's true. Allie's been around since as long as I've been alive. And I know Allie personally no, as a personal friend. <laughs> I know Lauren. You and her dated a long time ago, right? No. <laughs> oh, wait. She's a dog. Never mind. Oh, you don't date dogs. You don't date dogs. <laughs> oh, God. No, I do date dogs. I was trying to get close to Allie. <laughs> <laughs> that just got awkward really, really quick. Not for me. So, Jake, tell us about yourself. Tell us why are you here? What are you, what are you, well, what I heard Allie was going to be here, and I was like, I've got to get back in there. Uh, no. <laughs> what kind I'm of movies here. do you like, buddy? What, what kind of movies do you do like? Do you like movies or TV or video games or anything else that we talk do about? Do I have to pick one? Uh, just one. Okay, well. Just, just one. I there only exclusively. One right answer. <laughs> I only exclusively like video games, guys. No, I like all of them. Yeah. All of the above. All, I, of the, all of the video games? I like good movies. I have really weird taste in all things. I ha- There's no judging what I'm going to like or dislike. Gotcha. I think I'm the snootiest when it comes to television. Like I, I there really? are some, there are some bad movies that I genuinely like. I've taken a lot of heat for my liking of the Star Wars prequels. Mostly from me. Mostly from no, <laughs> mostly from the co-host of Grandma Talking. But no, I'm mean, saying like all the movies that you like. Oh, that that's are, true. That are hot takes. Yeah. Um, I let you know that your, I like a lot your of bad opinions movies. are bad. I don't think I have any bad opinions on TV shows. Like I, I have the most kind of basic hipster takes on what my favorite shows are. So I don't, I don't have any good takes there. Video games is kind of the same way. I, I've got a lot of hot, 
hot video game takes. Anytime you need some hot takes. Hot video game takes. Yeah, That's sure. kind of hard to do because video disagree. games. Video, well, video games are kind of universal. I don't, Usually I don't agree. Usually when something stinks, something stinks real bad. Well, I'm going to say this, and you guys aren't going to care about this. Paper Mario Sticker Star. Now, if you have people who listen to your podcast who play Nintendo games... I know Paper Mario is what's Sticker right. Star. Everyone hates that one, but I think it's great. What, Paper Mario? No, it's good. It's Paper Mario Sticker Star. People hate yeah, that one. Yeah, but what is that one, though? It's It got rid of the uh, RPG what? turn-based elements. Well, it, it, it kept the turn-based elements... But it got rid of any kind of um, like XP system. So, and it makes your moves like your attack moves finite resources. Oh, so that's kind of cool. Collect moves <laughs> like you go throughout the game. So it's kind of like a card game then. Yes, that's how your your moves that's are cards kind of awesome. or they're stickers. Why do people hate that one? Because I, they're un, unable to accept it into their hearts. So people, <laughs> which one's that on? Uh, 3ds. Okay. Yeah. Oh, okay. I, well, I might like pick it. that up. It's I very a, good. P- yeah. Peter, did you play uh, Paper Mario? I did. It was on uh, 64. Right? I wouldn't say it's the best one. It's on, 64. it's on all the systems. The original was on 64. Then you have Thousand Year Door, the best one for well, GameCube. Well, the original original one is it's actually a sequel or a spiritual to Super Mario. Yeah, Super Mario RPG. Yes. It's the one on Super Nintendo. Yeah. I've always thought that that one was a little overrated. I thought you played Paper Mario. Which one? Yeah, the last one I played was on Wii. Oh, uh, yeah, but you Super played Paper Mario. You, Super Paper Mario. That's a good one, too. That yeah. was good. I enjoyed that one. So yeah. you're familiar with the series? Yeah. Do you Color like Splash yeah. was yeah. on Wii U, and so nobody played it because nobody had a Wii U, but I played it, and it's good. What is it? Color Splash? Yeah. It's really good. Oh. It, it kind I haven't of, heard of that one. It has way more of a story to it than Sticker Star had, but it kind of and it has an XP system, but it keeps the kind of like collectible uh, attack system. So it's, it's a little bit better. That one's... Huh. How, how how many hours is uh, the Sticker Star, would you say, like to complete it? It's like 20 hours. Oh, that's great. For an RPG, it's pretty short. Yeah, that's yeah. good, because I don't have a whole lot it's of time. It's more of an old-school adventure game. <laughs> that's what I, that's okay. how I would describe it. Okay. Like a point-and-click adventure game with paper. I do like old-school RPGs, though. I, I think like RPGs you might like general. it. It's really obscure it and really Japanese. Why are we talking about Paper Mario Sticker Star? This is why a dream not? come true, but I don't know why it's happening in the podcast about Cherry Hey, 2000. this is what we do, right, Peter? <laughs> this is my favorite show. <laughs> we just go off about things. We just <laughs> talk about things. It's great. This we talk about anything we like. I'll no, give you another. Ho- Let me see if I have any hot video games. Save them for, for later. Okay. Don't forget. Write them down. You can here. do a mini. Write them down on, in your notebook with pencil and paper, you weirdo. Because it's the 21st century. Peter, just to say, Peter and I both have laptops in front of us because we're cool. <laughs> but this nerd over here. I'm living in the 21st century. That's our guest, and to I'm it, totally berating our guest. Anybody ever seen do it? Spirits from the 80s got a nice ring to it. I guess every superhero <laughs> needs his theme music. I have no idea what's happening right that's, now. That's uh. That's the. The Kanye West. Power I know, song. I know, I know. Not a great time to bring I know, up Kanye I know. West, by the way. I don't know why you would do that on my podcast, but thanks. <laughs> I appreciate it. We just lost every viewer we our viewer. <laughs> listener we had. I watched. We lost all the viewers intently. because you can't see this. Yeah, they left out the window. <laughs> oh, bye guys. <laughs> <laughs> no, but that's really great. Save those for later. We definitely want to talk about them. Let's do a mini soda. Uh, but you are from the podcast, Grandma Off Talking, right? Sure I am. And the podcast, Lost and Found, that I do with my wife. Oh, that's right. You got a new one coming out. Just launched this week. All right. Well, we'll, we'll plug that at the end. Oh, okay. We'll definitely. But I think right now it's time for uh, this little thing that we have. It's called uh, Question of the Week. Question of the week time. Now, as you guys know from our last guest that we had, our last f- first and only guest, that I always ask the same questions. Now, Peter, you can chime in too if your que- if your answers have changed. 
If not, see- how would people know it if you've only had one guest? What do you mean? How do they know that you get asked the same questions every time if you've only done it one time? I think he said it. Oh. If you listen. Yeah. To the episodes. <laughs> no, that's true. That would require that I listen I, to Riley. Anytime we speak. have a guest, I ask the same questions. <laughs> I see. But when it's just us, I ask different questions. Uh, and I encourage people that I know. to answer them on Twitter. Or you can use our Gmail at supermovieball at Gmail and supermovieball on Twitter. Super, Interact with the show. Supermonkeyball at uh, no! Yahoo.com. <laughs> Supermonkeyball! <laughs> Actually, I love that game. I love both those games. They're really good on GameCube. Okay, so the first question is, and Peter, like I said, you can chime in if you want. And everybody else can chime in, too, on the Twitter. Allie, get in here. Talk about Allie, question. come on. Put your diaper on. Or take your diaper off. I don't care. She's a dog, <laughs> by off. the way. Just a, just a, We keep talking about diapers. It's and a very somebody, cute dog. I mean, it's a dog. You know She's what she looks like? Problems. She looks like the snuggle bear. Oh, she does look like yeah. snuggle. Yeah. From the... That pause fabric, concerned me. Fabric. No, I was trying to think what it's from. I thought it was from an 80s show, but it's... From Fabric Softener. Fabric Softener. <laughs> from your laundry room. You, you know. A thing. From such roles as that commercial about the product. <laughs> You're going to be a problem for this podcast. Okay, yeah. so first question is, what is your favorite So Bad It's Good movie slash guilty pleasure movie? So, oh, man. So if you don't have a favorite... So bad it's good. You can do guilty pleasure or both. I don't care. Well, I'm going to say that my favorite so bad it's good movie is Cherry 2000. That's why I asked to do it on your podcast. How apropos. I know. So I'm going to do a favorite guilty pleasure movie. Okay, great. That everybody hates but I really like. Um, And there's a lot of those because I have bad taste in movies as was (laughs) established earlier in the podcast. I'm going to go with Ocean's 12. That's a guilty pleasure movie. I like throwing that I've never seen that one. Is oh, wait, that true? No, wait, that's not true. I haven't seen 13. I, I haven't seen that one. Oh, 13 that's is one, good. That's the one with Julia Roberts, right? And I Bruce can... Willis is 12? Yes, yes. That movie's terrible, Jacob. <laughs> Disagree wholeheartedly. <laughs> okay, so why do you like I, that I so I don't much? like that you come after your guests for... I already feel guilty about it. It's just my pleasure. You know what? You don't tell me how to run my show, and <laughs> I'm not going to tell you how to run yours, that's even true. though I do. You're nice enough to invite me into your home <laughs> and for me to talk about Sticker Star and Share 2000, and now Ocean's 12. I uh, I really like that movie because it's like a hangout movie with like the sexiest movie stars in the world. <laughs> it's like... I love heist movies unabashedly. It's probably my favorite just genre of movies. Heist movies are great. I love me some The Sting and Ocean's Eleven. But I, Ocean's Twelve is a is a heist movie that that is that has almost no heists in it. <laughs> it's mostly George Clooney and Brad Pitt and Matt Damon and Don Cheadle and Casey Affleck like hanging out and just being funny. And it's shot by Steven Soderbergh, so it looks amazing. Like it's like the best cinematography he, he's ever done in this crazy like hangout movie. He is a good director. I would. I he's a say. great director. He's done some interesting things, but so that movie it looks great. It has one of my. It's favorites. a cash grab like vacation movie for. I don't think so. I don't think it is. I really think like if you hear him talk about that movie, he loved that movie and hopes that people like come around to it because he thinks it's a really special. I might movie. have to revisit it. It's definitely insane. I don't think it would ever be made today. There's no action in it. There's the, well, the actual was it, made? Main... it wasn't made that long ago, was it? I think it came out in 2004. Really? Is Ocean's Eleven that old? I guess it is that old, think, isn't it? I think Ocean's Eleven came out in 2001. Is good that right? Yes, I think that's true. Peter, sounds, have you ever seen any right. of the Ocean's yeah. Elevens? Check yeah. me on Do you IMDb. Like uh, they were okay. They were throwaway. I don't even remember them. <laughs> <laughs> but you remember liking them? Uh, I didn't hate them. Gotcha. Yeah, I really like Ocean's I like the first one. Yeah, the, the first one was 2001. I was just curious. Wow. Yeah. When was, when was 12, 12 was 2004. Ladies and gentlemen, I am old 2004. as old. 
Ask me when you 2007 it. Ocean 13 came out. Oh, wait. I already know that it came out in 2007. <laughs> okay. It's the same year The Born Ultimatum came out. I was very excited because it was a three-parter. I mean, it also came it, out in 1960. Yeah. To be fair. That's a, it's a remake, but yeah. I gotta say, I don't like the original Ocean's Eleven. I think it's <laughs> I've very never boring. Seen it. Never seen it. I think people who say that the original Ocean's Eleven is better are old... Like yeah. or hipsters, it's the rat who pack. Refuse though. to like I mean, yeah, newer Sinatra things that might be better. Dean Martin. Yeah. I, all I ever heard about it was that it was boring. It is really boring. It seems like it's really boring because those guys are not action guys. They're not like, I mean, they're they're suave, very charming and suave, which is the whole point. But like, they're not. I don't know. You need a little bit more. It just seems like that movie is just them drinking and smoking, and then <laughs> maybe somebody gets up and sings a song as a distraction or that, something. You know what? Maybe I do like that movie because that sounds a lot like Ocean's Twelve. <laughs> So maybe I should go you back should and revisit re- 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 it. That. <laughs> I should, okay, I on to the next question. Okay. We got four of these to get through. Oh my god, I'm well, sorry. Well, you're all right, man. No, no, no apologies here. This is not going to be a three-hour podcast. You don't have to apologize. What okay. was your favorite book as a child? Oh, good question. And like I said, Peter, if any of these have changed for you, you can chime in and update them. I'm going to say Alice in Wonderland. Oh, uh, yeah, that's a good one. I like Alice in Wonderland. Mm-hmm. It's a really good like to write, and the book I'm writing is inspired by Alice in Wonderland. Nice. Oh, you know what? I've mm-hmm. seen some of the drawings you've done for it. It looks yeah, really good. Yeah, drawn some of the creatures and stuff from it. You're a very creative person. Now shut GMT up. Discord. I'm so no, sorry. Joking. You cut that part out about the book. That sounds pretentious. <laughs> no, you're kidding. I like Alice in Wonderland. The end. The end. Okay, on to our next one. What commercial jingle gets stuck in your head all the time? Oh, I don't like it. I don't really watch any commercials. Because... That's kind of the only one because I, I love Seinfeld, but... I'm trying to think. I think that there is. <laughs> That's good. What were you we? You said that um, last time. I did. No, no. <laughs> you couldn't resist. Flashing into my head again. <laughs> What's the? Uh, it's still we stuck are in there. Farmers. <laughs> bum, 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 bum. Oh, one, that's I, a good one. That one gets in my head. But I don't watch anything that has commercials in it anymore because I think we only ever watch streaming stuff. Me and my wife. So toddlers love that one because it goes. We are farmers. Ba, ba, da, ba, 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 ba. So all the all the, the why do toddlers like this? Because they go. Why do you know so many toddlers? Why are you so intimately familiar with what toddlers? Well, like? <laughs> I don't want to say this, but uh, guys, I'm a toddler. I've been oh. fooling you guys. You've been Ocean's Eleven. <laughs> <laughs> you, were, you were the most hipstery uh, toddler, toddler I've ever met. No, just like. Friends, kids, they come over, and you know we watch TV, and we sure, have it on yeah. for them in the background. You and have so, a big family, like, yeah. Well, they'll just, they'll just like kids will come over, and they'll just when that comes over, they'll go ba ba da ba 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 because they like that sound. So yeah, <laughs> the far, that's a good one. Uh, Riley didn't have an answer for that, so you're one up on him on that one. Yeah, but anyway, uh, sounds about right. What movie, TV show, or book have you read recently that was really good? This can be old. This can be new, like something you revisited or something well, that's brand new. Me and my wife are watching Lost for the podcast, so that's not very interesting. What you, you said? You said booked as well, right? Yeah. Well, anything really. Uh, anything. Anything uh, that's worth, worth sharing that you. I wanna... don't like how pretentious I'm sounding. I'm going to say this and remember that just two seconds ago I said that I really like the movie Ocean's Twelve. Okay, but is I'm, it is it Time Magazine? I read. No, <laughs> yes, I was reading National Geographic. No, it's uh, Bleak House by Charles Dickens. That's a really good book. You've that's, been reading that? Yeah. Oh, I thought you've been watching the miniseries. There's a good miniseries on it. Oh yeah, it's on I, Netflix. I think. Oh well, then I'll have to check it out. It's pretty good. It's a good story. No, yeah. that is Dickens is always good to go to. Sure, it is. Especially if you're writing a book. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Spoiler alert: My book is just a page-for-page ripoff of Bleak House by Charles Dickens. <laughs> <laughs> you get paid by the word. Yeah, it's a it's a plot for plot, shot for shot remake. All right, all right. Thanks, Jake, for answering those. Those are really good Anytime. answers. I really appreciate that. But I think it's time for something that Peter might have for us. Trivia. 
Today, there's going to be a lot of derailment today, I can tell. No, we're doing, uh, let's go with Steve Buscemi. Okay. So, number one. Can I play two? Of course. <laughs> number one, he auditioned for George Costanza on Seinfeld. Number I'm, two, he was born on Friday the 13th. Number three, he was stabbed in the throat in a, bra- uh, bleh, in a brawl involving Vince Vaughn. So, I'm going to say that the, the Vince Vaughn one is so specific it has to be true. You're going to have to repeat those for me. Sorry. He was born on Friday the 13th. Okay. Or he auditioned for George Costanza on Seinfeld. And then there was a, he got in a brawl with Vince Vaughn. Or he was stabbed in the throat by Vince Vaughn. stabbed in the throat in a brawl. Okay. Peter's really good at this, by the way. Is this Smash Brothers brawl or is this just a (laughs) real life brawl? Okay. No, he was in Smash Brothers. (laughs) He was playing Smash Brothers brawl and and Vince Vaughn stabbed him in the throat. They were both playing Smash Brothers brawl. Yeah. And then Vince Vaughn stabbed him in real life in the throat. I've been in games like that. I understand. (laughs) They, yes, they were both. So, what did you say? Is the, the true truth one lie? Which one did you think? I think lie? the I think the Vince Vaughn one's so specific it has to be true. So, which one other one is true? Or do you want me to pick one? Oh, two truths and a lie. Oh, yeah. that's right. You got to figure out the lie. Oh, I, I think the lie. I think the lie is Friday the Thirteenth because it, it's it's too bland of a thing. Okay. All right. So, I think the stab thing. I think that also is true. Okay. I don't think he's um, tried out for. George Costanza. I think he was born on Friday the 13th. Can I tell you something? I'm already regretting that choice because he was already Too pretty bad. famous by when Seinfeld went on the air. Too bad. We'll see. Too bad for you, buddy. That I doesn't know. mean he couldn't have gone out for it. It does. Because that's uh, early 90s. He got... Steve Buscemi was in movies in like mid, late 80s. So that's anyway, what, so what we got, Peter? What's the verdict? So you're right. He, Who, it's Who a right? common misconception that he auditioned for George Costanza. It's oh. a common Oh, so it's not true. Out there. So that is fake. Okay. So I was like right. A, it's like the common Being misconception Mac, that cookie but not chocolate Jake. chip cookies sure. were invented by accident. <laughs> yes. So you were right, and I was wrong. Peter, but the stabbing thing is true. Why don't you tell us who was right and who was wrong? You're the two in the quiz. <laughs> we we will keep talking at the same time until you tell us. Well, if you change, if Jake changed his his mind and went with <laughs> and went with George Costanza, no, he'll yeah. take back too. No, no, you're wrong. I'm sorry. I accept <laughs> my defeat. You know what, Riley? Get he's a bad luck charm because he. I got all. I usually get these right, and he. I got both of these, all three of these wrong. Oh man! Every every one we recorded, I got wrong. So what were the two truths? It was the stabbing in the in the thirteenth. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Good. I'm glad you got that. Seems about right. All right. That's awesome. That is it. Um, we're gonna have Spew do his thing. Spew, help us from these dirty, nasty spoilers, please. Warning! Warning! Spoiler! Spoiler! I am Spoiler Protection Edict Widget, or Spew for short. You have been warned about the delicious spoilers coming your way from Basque and Spoiler Country you have previously wandered into. Baby, 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 baby. 
Thank you, buddy. You can take that diaper off. I'm not sure why you're wearing a diaper. You're a robot, but... <laughs> You know, it's I'm cool. immediately interested. Peter, we are way behind. <laughs> well, actually, we're not that far behind. We're usually around this time we get started with it. But today we're going to be talking about Cherry 2000. Peter, take it away. All right. So this is uh, from 1987, sort of. Uh, it was recorded a few years before that, and then it was a delayed release. Um, so it is PG-13, hour 39 minutes. It is classified as an action-adventure comedy. Uh, the description from IMDb is in 2017. That's right, last oh. year. <laughs> a successful businessman travels to the ends of the earth to find the perfect woman who is always under his nose. But this could happen today, though. He hires a sexy renegade <laughs> tracker to find an exact duplicate of his android wife. I have, oh. That's a really confusing description. That's well, it's a really right. confusing It's a movie. confusing movie. That's probably the best description you could have, maybe? That's yeah. a pretty good one. Basically, this guy loves a robot. the easiest description he... is, yeah, man wants to find new like replacement for sex robot. <laughs> Sounds like a personal ad or something. Yeah. <laughs> so this did happen last man year. Man seeks. Yeah, this probably did happen in Japan. <laughs> I think here. So uh, our uh, main character is a, is David Andrews is uh, the main character uh, is his name in the movie You're stuck is in a Sam cycle. Treadwell. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the android here. We had to shake the <laughs> Peter record player. He was sleeping. <laughs> Whoops. Uh, so he's been in a lot of well-known movies and shows, but the funny thing is I don't remember him from anything that he's been in. <laughs> so, I was just looking at his IMDb, and I was like looking at movies I'd seen. I was like, I do not remember I've seen a ton stuff. of stuff. I don't think I've ever seen this dude before. I don't remember him. As you are looking at his face, you forget it. That's how unmemorable <laughs> he is. He's kind, of the a, only person. he's kind of that guy, but you don't remember him because he's not a that guy because you don't go, I remember that guy. <laughs> He'd be a great assassin. <laughs> yeah, oh, that's true. Forgettable. About it. It just blend into the crowd. He could easily stab Steve Buscemi in the throat. He wouldn't see it coming <laughs> <laughs> and then, oh, uh, not again. <laughs> so Melanie Griffith plays the tracker in the movie that he hires to help him. And that is sort of a spoiler for ahead of time. Uh, Robert Zadar, Harry Carey Jr., Lawrence Fishburne has a quick part. Breon James has a quick part, who was also in Showdown, an episode we did recently. Yeah. And uh, plenty of other actors that you'll be like, I know that guy from something. And you'll look him up and be like, oh, they've been in a lot of stuff, but I have no idea who that is. If you've seen any <laughs> mystery science theater movies... About half the people have been in one of those movies. Yeah. The yeah. guy from yeah. Soul Taker is in this movie. The yeah, Robert Sadar. Yeah, yeah that's Robert Sadar. Yeah. Oh, that's Robert Sadar. I don't know yeah. who his name is. He's yeah. kind of a B-movie classic. Yeah, he's a B-movie okay. guy. He's great. Yeah, he's, he's from great. Samurai he's Cop and stuff. Samurai Cop and oh, a bunch sure, of other yeah. stuff. Yeah. Which um, we got to do that one, by the way. Um, so then to just so, launch into the movie here. And yeah, so we're, we're playing so it on the on the screen as we always do in our studio, a.k.a. my living room. And can I talk about Orion? Can I jump in there? I was hoping to yeah. talk about Orion. Um, if or you don't I, mind. No, I'm glad that you said it. Is it not Orion? <laughs> no, it's Orion, like the constellation. Oh, Orion. Because that's one thing I liked about the thing as a kid. I was into Greek mythology, and so I knew some of the constellations. Constellations, not all of them. But Orion, it's, it's shaped like Orion, and then it like spins into like a circle, and then the circle becomes the O, and then it makes the logo for the Orion Pictures. Orion Pictures was this great, great studio in the 80s. Um, I think they got formed in the very last part of the 70s, maybe 78, 79. But the one thing about I loved about Orion is they were like a B-movie studio, but they had lots of money. So anytime you see Orion, it's kind of like Golden Harvest with Hong Kong, like Kung Fu yeah, movies. Yeah, you know you're in for a pretty something original yeah. and something good when you see Orion Pictures. Orion movies, I, I think that's exactly, that was a great description. They were a B movie studio that had a ton of money because I and I don't I've never done I any mean, research. I mean, for the time, 
But I love bad movies, and uh, I, me and my sister would always try to seek them out. We, that's how we stumbled upon Cherry 2000, yeah. is just looking through crazy-looking movies. And we noticed after a while that Orion produced a lot of our favorites, and they always looked really good. They look really but good. They but they were as bad as anything you've yeah, seen. Yeah, they are, they are B-movie premises, but like they are just really good. So every time we saw Orion in the movie theater... Or on video, we're like, oh, good. This is going to at least be watchable. If nothing else, it's going to... Because it doesn't just look good. It usually has pretty good direction. It usually has at least one actor that you recognize. Got a fun so, fact about their logo. Go ahead and do it. So if if you're watching a movie and the Orion logo comes on, near the film's name... Uh, if near the film's name, once it comes up, if it has an asterisk, that means the film won uh, an Oscar for Best Picture. If what? there are two asterisks near the film's name, it means the film was nominated for an Oscar for Best Picture but did not win. Really? Just random thing I just ran across. That's cool. I didn't know that. That's, That's cool to know. <laughs> yeah, but they I was sad when they went out of business because I was like because they have some good stuff. Like I said, even if you don't enjoy the movie, it's at least interesting and entertaining to watch. Nothing's worse than like trying to find a bad movie, and it's just a dud. It's just stale. It's a slog. There's like nothing real interesting. There's like maybe one scene that's interesting, but for the most part, it's like a throwaway movie. Didn't they it's such pro- a bummer. Didn't they produce the movie that's like Dennis Quaid has an alien baby? What is that movie? Enemy Mine? Yes. Didn't they do that? Yes. That okay. movie's awesome. Yeah. I love that movie. They also did. I'm just it's looking got like, Jr. You unironically like Enemy Mine? Yes. That's the most amazing opinion I've ever heard. It No. It's a really good movie because it's a great piece of science fiction. What I think it is is a very bad movie that is a bad piece of science no, fiction. No, I think it's a good piece of science fiction. poorly executed in every single way. It's not very well executed. I'll give you that. However, I like the premise behind it. Who am I to judge someone for liking the thought behind it and not the execution? <laughs> so they did. Did you? Know That's it? another one they could remake to make it pretty good. They did Caddyshack, First Blood. Yeah, they've made Lone some Wolf good movies. McQuaid. <laughs> Here's the thing. They're like the movies. <laughs> that went down. <laughs> hey, hey, this Amadeus. Is why I want Orion. They did Amadeus, the Terminator. Well, that, so yeah, they've so done. They're they've, into the '90s. They were going. Yeah, they were going into the '90s. I was sad when they went away. These are '80s still. Rima Williams. Remo Williams is a good one. Is Amadeus the 80s? Yeah. Yep. Oh, it's I the 80s. It's the 90s. Uh-uh. Yep. It's a good three, one. Three Amigos. I remember that Platoon. when I was a kid. Uh, Amadeus. Robocop. Yeah, they've t- they've made a lot of great movies. Anyway. So, I'll... But those are all... But if you <laughs> yeah. think about it, they've made... And this is another thing I wanted to mention about Orion, is that they've made just like the whole gamut. They're a real studio. So they've made comedies. They've made dramas. They've made sci-fi pictures, genre pictures, whatever. Like horror movies. They've made... They've done everything. So they're, they're not just like, uh, they mostly do sci-fi horror. No, they right. do like everything and, they, and as you can see they've made movies that have actually won academy awards and with with really big well-named actors so i like that they just took risks the only studio that is really coming close is a24 yeah. nowadays that's sort of like taking risks and doing different stuff what did they do they've done a bunch of stuff they did um ex machina they did oh yeah um did they do annihilation they didn't do annihilation i think they did um killing of a sacred deer there's been a whole bunch of stuff that a24s i can't think off the top of my head maybe if peter's See, quick on the draw. lobster and ladybird yeah lobster um, ladybird oh, yeah, okay. disaster artist they're mostly oh, art nice. house independent film um, but i would i want this to come back i want some a studio to come back that's making all kinds of stuff because right now the big names are not getting it done and just just spend a little bit of money anyway i don't want to spend too much time on sure. it but i did want to talk about orion because no, i right. don't think that we've done an orion movie yet I don't think so, no. So I really wanted to talk about that because anytime we, we get a first, since we're still kind of brand new at this, I want to bring stuff up that, that I probably – we don't we wouldn't want to do a full episode on it. Maybe we could, but yeah. I just wanted to mention it. So anyway, Peter, pushing on. No, you're fine. 
No, so the movie opens up uh, with a basically it's kind of a weird little sequence. <laughs> do you guys ever do like general thoughts before you get into the movie? Because I kind of want to get everyone's take on this. Uh, we tend could. to wait to the end. To the end. Okay, okay. Yeah, cool. But, yeah, cool. But I mean, it doesn't matter. No, no. it's fine. Whatever everybody wants to do. <laughs> this movie. We should have discussed that before we started recording. We can that's pause okay. for a second. No, no, that's all right. Do we'll do it at the what end. Do you say? Do that again? I think my thoughts on it will be clear when we discuss the things. Yeah. Why don't we just push through it? Yeah, yeah. And then we'll... It'll, and then we'll it, give a recap. Yeah, yeah, we'll do a thing. Yeah. Is that cool? I like it. Cool. It's cool. cute. Okay. So, yeah, the opening sequence is kind of like a... It's kind of like a weird, oh. sexy opening sequence. It's a, it's it's and like the... Uh, who did the Bond things? Maurice yeah. Oh, Peter, yeah. That guy. Um, name? Who did the... Uh, yeah, the, the opening the sequences. the 60s. With, like, the the silhouettes of the women and Bond gun things. barrels and stuff it like that. It does that for two seconds, and then it just cuts to the movie. Yeah, yeah. yeah. For no reason, it, it starts with that. Three-wheeled no car. It's so weird. It sort of goes back to it, because it shows her, like... Sh- show her. It shows her putting on uh, lipstick and stuff like her, that. Her, by the way, meaning Cherry 2000. Cherry 2000. But you don't know the time, but you're, just seeing, you're seeing a woman put on lipstick, and you're seeing her rubbing her belly button... <laughs> <laughs> Some belly button. Well, this is PG thirteen, so it's trying to keep oh it clean my. but sensual. Yes, it's you see it's her the small of her back. The small of her back, which is a weird thing to show. It sure is. That's look, I, I'm not gonna say the small of a woman's back is not sexy, but that's a weird thing to show. I'm gonna say that this director whose name escapes me had a fetish for the the torsos. <laughs> Three sixty degree the, all around, but the torso specifically is what he was interested in. <laughs> Just the thorax. Yeah. Oh, you know what? I take that back. He's, he's going to the knees now. He's, he's a thorax man. He's a thorax man. <laughs> I understand. You, you like legs, lips, the hair. I like the thorax. I want to talk about this opening scene. I have an entire page of notes in this opening scene. Yeah. No, this that's is... fine. I, d- I don't have a whole lot to say about it. Um, I was going to step through it if oh, you sure. want. Oh, yeah, sure. Yeah. Unless you want to uh, go Well, ahead. just describe it real quick, Peter, and then, uh, Jake, you can go through. Okay. Um, so, basically, it opens on the guy driving home. Um, looks like he's a businessman after work kind of thing. Lady getting ready, as we've said. And it looks like they're probably husband and wife or something. You make the assumption. But they're all dressed up all fancy, kind of, like they're going out. But instead, they end up eating in, in his kind of retro 60s future sort of looking place. Which is kind of have cool. half 80s. Adobe, half Jetsons. Yeah, no, I like that. That's, that's a good. A, that's a good description. That's pretty accurate. Yeah. yeah, that is good. Yeah, and so like they sit down, and it's kind of awkward because she's just making food for him, but he's not eating. And then, uh, yeah. <laughs> they, so she can't answer a question that he asks, and so she offers dessert. And then they just start kissing, and before I launch into f- okay, you're gonna that, d- okay. Go ahead. Yeah, there's I know well, you described we... two minutes of a movie, and so many insane things have happened already. Well, it feels weird. Like he comes in, and it feels like a first date, but then it also feels like they know each other. Yes. Okay. Like, so what's what happening? In, so and it, you and what you understand later, spoiler alert, is that if part of her awkwardness is that she's a robot right but but there's not a huge indication of even that right if away. she was a normal person this would still be insane because she says i made you your favorite yeah. eating dinner and what she brings out is a plate of hamburgers and fries and like mashed up lima beans yeah it looks like she a, like pours a frozen wine meal. out of a canteen yep. and a gigantic bottle of ketchup that's his favorite what? that she made what is him. hamburgers and wine i've never had hamburgers and well wine. none of it looks because he looks all fancy like he's doing well like he's well off yes. but like it's all, it's and such she's like wearing a, a central red meal <laughs> yes it's like it she, she made him applebee's basically and they're dressed <laughs> like they're going to a five-star restaurant and yeah it's the craziest meal, and then what? And the ugly says, bottle of ketchup on the table that you pointed out so is hilarious. Ugly. And what causes this rift between them is she says, "I learned something today," 
what's the similarity between three things? The third thing being Vaseline. Yeah. And she said, they're all invented by Americans. And he said, who invented Vaseline with a smirk on his face? And she gets so distraught that she walks <laughs> over to the bubble machine. Yeah. <laughs> and she's so the upset by machine. not knowing who invented Vaseline. Uh, that's a sink. That's a futuristic sink. I disagree because I don't see any dishes in there. I thought it was a, like a dishwasher. That's what I thing. thought, but it's in their kitchen. <laughs> so just to describe and it. exclusively it. makes suds. That's all it does. That's really all it does. Wow. And even though she's <laughs> completely upset and their dishwasher or whatever is overflowing, they start brutally making out. It's well, rolling I mean, around in the suds. Rolling around He's, in the suds. Okay. So she basically is in a dress but, like, doesn't have anything on underneath the dress. Right. But, and you, well, you can just kind of see this because it's, like, it's all oh, wet. Oh, it's obvious. Yeah. Well, it's <laughs> obvious. This movie lives and dies by its side boob. It's just crazy. <laughs> and... What she? Yeah, it's a dishwasher. She's got yellow gloves on, like dishwashing gloves. And despite the fact that he knows that she's a robot and that their house is currently flooding, yeah, with water and, with bubbles, water and bubbles, he allows her to roll around in the water. And of course, she short circuits. Yeah, as, as you would expect. Is that like a metaphor for unprotected sex? <sighs> I don't even You could know. read into so many scenes. I don't you could. You I could say this, this might mean something, or this is <laughs> a person with mental problems made yeah. this movie. <laughs> well, he's so, like, he's distraught. Like, wait, what I happened? Is I he? Because he has a perpetual smirk on his face. No, he look at him not, now. He look, cannot he not looks be smirking hurt. He looks hurt. He's bit. short. She just short-circuited. No. He looks a little bit happy that it happened. Uh, he doesn't look happy to me. And then, he as looks she's like dead, Patrick Bateman he leans down and kisses. <laughs> he leans down Bateman. and like kisses her boob after she's dead. Watch this, and then it lingers on it for kind of a weird amount of time, and then it cuts away. Did he kiss her boob or just rub it, like put his forehead down? I don't know. I, what I he don't did. know. He kind of was a thumb. He kind of nuzzled his head. A I don't know. Bit he in a way either nuzzled or kissed. See, yeah, he's totally distraught. Look at his face. He's like hovering over while the repairman's trying to fix her. This this gentleman is a bad actor. I think this isn't this Harry Carey Jr. Is it who this is? No, no. This is this is Sam Treadwell, as he says in every two seconds. And what's his actor name? I forget. Hang on. I don't know. David Andrews. Guys. He's David Andrews. Guy. He has a very oh, oh the main guy. Name. You mean? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I thought you meant the repair guy. No, that guy is fine. Although he does <laughs> say one of the most confusing lines of dialogue in the whole movie, which he says, "Most of these birds, it's all apple pan dowdy to them." Here. You, he's gonna say what it. is it i didn't yeah, write I this down he's gonna say yeah you're a romantic i can see it okay this is it <laughs> oh yeah well, apple pan dowdy to them what does that mean <laughs> i don't know <laughs> uh i so, don't know so this scene that we're at no now he's, he's taking his android wife to a mechanic shop it would appair and American Tim Curry is the repair mechanic. <laughs> yeah. American Tim Curry. It's actually Michael Gwynn is the actor's yeah. name. And there's a funny shot right here. Yeah, that's the, uh, there's two robots Forbidden in the Planet shop. and uh, Gort from uh, yeah. The Day the Earth Stood Still. Earth stood still yeah. yeah. So that's kind of funny. That's Just a couple funny. little background things. Oh, he's showing him his shop. So he's showing him that's a couple. Right. He's offering him a couple other models. To of, replace of a, his cherry. Of a girl. So basically... So you learn the cherry is like a rare model. It's going to yes. be hard to get another one. So he's offering him these other, you know, pleasure models. <clears throat> and he's like, nah, man. Oh I need... I can only have my cherry. Yeah. I got... <laughs> I popped that cherry and I just... Oh, my God. Break it. No, but it's <laughs> it's weird. Oh, okay. Disc drive, pelvic roll. I was just reading the 
Yeah, um, that's what the thing says. But her hard drive that comes out of her ear looks like a GameCube disc. It's like a little tiny. So it's there's like, like a tiny, little tiny, tiny CD, little disc. Yeah, yeah, kind of thing that comes out of her. So he gets her chip, it's like an and inch. it's a rare thing which has her personality on it, basically. Yeah. So it sounds like even though mm. the Android itself is rare and hard to get, the chip is even more rare. And so I want to say that this movie, like going with the theme of those uh, these Orion productions, this. This movie looks pretty amazing, I think, from like a visual standpoint. Yeah, it it's does. really well directed, and like the special effects are pretty. It's, it's yeah. a lot of. There's no like CGI stuff or like bad no, no. 80s practical effects. effects. It's yeah. all practical stuff, and the, the scenes this, are good. Like the, the robot mechanic stuff is cool. Like her guts, her like robot guts are kind of splayed out of her yeah. stomach. Yeah. It looks kind of good. Explain to me where he works in this this movie. I did not understand this recycling I subplot. I didn't quite get this either. I it's, didn't get it's it. It's kind of weird. So he, he ends up uh, back at work in this next scene, it, we assume. He's drinking coffee and walking around. All right, so he's at work here, and it's like it's like a recycling place, it looks like. But there's just people pushing, like, carts of recyclable material. But everybody's dressed in business it's suits. People, like, it, it's people pushing shopping carts full of appliances. And baby carriages, too. And you see this, like... But it's yeah, all clean right. and sterile it's at the same time. Yeah, it, it's really strange because it's like people moving know. on conveyor belts with shopping carts. It, it's almost as if there's so much new technology that the company is encouraging people to get rid of their old technology and recycle it. Yeah. But it's never really explicitly stated. No, we have no idea what he does. And as later far in as the I'm movie, aware. when we see the underground sewers, we see like this guy has like a treasure trove of like old microwave ovens and stuff that Yeah. I he think lives he's on. like a collector and he works at this recycling place, but it's I just don't know. You're right. I don't know what he does. The intent of the scene is establishing him as like a boring businessman. Yeah. He's but, like a boring businessman who also like collects other stuff. Who has two he's horn got dog th- friends who are very <laughs> bad actors. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. Like he just—he's trying to find something. He's like looking for in a woman, and he can't find it. He wants the perfect woman. He already had the perfect woman, which was what he thought, yeah. which was the android or whatever. So, so I think that was to establish that like he collects stuff, and so he found Cherry a long time ago. Oh, that's that, interesting. Maybe that's what I think. That that's the only thing I can um, pull from why he works. Doesn't that, that look like Paris Hilton, by the way? That that person. I, I didn't see it. <laughs> it flashed really quick. So the, his two creepo friends yes. co-workers who's like bug-eyed creepy friends say yeah. like you gotta come with us to the glue glue club tonight man yeah they're like all fast talking kind of like an old like noir it style is. Yeah, yeah there's a lot of like yeah, what's every genre of movie is encompassed in this movie <laughs> it is it, it starts is. out retro future it's then goes into like weird like, um almost like noir, noir and then it goes into a western, western. yeah and then it goes it's, to like it's very strange uh, post-apocalyptic yes. yeah. yeah it's very strange i'm not yeah. sure but uh, so they end up taking him to a club. They says he, he needs to try some real women. Uh, is it Clue Clue or Glue Glue? I read it as Clue Clue Club. That's what I. I, I didn't okay. see. I think the. Um, the I didn't see like the G's. subtitles uh, on it, but it, yeah, they, it's a little hard to tell. But I think it was Clue Clue Club. I think it's Clue Clue. And so we get to see various shots around the club. The guys having a drink. We see lawyers and stuff everywhere as guys are negotiating relations. It would seem like, and it's like lawyer pimps. I don't know what you guys yeah, thought about it, that. I think it's the same thing. Yeah, it, it's it's like a brothel. It's like a it's like a sexy club, <laughs> but the, all the call girls you have to sign like a love contract, like the Dave Chappelle sketch. <laughs> which is really crazy to me that, that is pretty funny yeah. right and so you see lawyers negotiating contracts with the women and the johns who are coming into this club so you you're thinking so far oh this is some kind of like commentary 
on something. Right. Like, but it's like how transactional uh, relationships have become. And I would like people say people just have sex and no big deal or whatever. And women but, are like purely treated as objects and yeah, commodities. Yeah. Well, and so there's a piece right here. She's saying your cards expired. This what are was you the doing most confusing here? thing. Anybody have, nobody has any idea what a card, like, I guess you have to no. have like a transactional card and maybe she's to like, get with these ladies. And why is she so mad? She, thought she gets that he furious was, with him. She was, I guess she <laughs> thought he was coming onto her. And then she's like, you're wasting my time. I don't know. Yeah. It was confusing to me whether or not the women are making money off of these transactions or if they are also looking for consensual partners. Yeah. <laughs> I did not understand. I don't know but what She's that like showing him a home video in a crystal ball of her with, with another guy like, hey, check out this what is me good and sex Steve I do. or something, she yeah. says. Yeah. See how all the, I'm this good at being It's ba- She's yeah. basically selling herself. Like, yeah, and he's like, that like, is here's my impressive. past stuff. Yeah. That but my card's say. inspired. She's like, bah, your card. <laughs> and then she storms off and we're left wondering what... What is happening in this crazy I think film. basically he's he just is shopping but oh. he doesn't have money or whatever. And then we see Lawrence Which Fishburne. makes sense because he's happy with Cherry. Back back when he was being credited as Larry <laughs> Fishburne, by the way. Yeah, how he is okay. in the credits. So we get Morpheus here. Yeah. You get a very skinny, eyeshadowed Larry Fishburne. Yeah, and so he's like one of the lawyer pimps. And it's yeah, funny he's, because he's only in this movie for like this two seconds. And he is one of the top billed people. Yeah, it's pretty weird. (laughs) He's brokering a deal here between uh, this woman who is... uh, Doesn't she look familiar? She looks like a bird. Yeah, she looks like Big Bird. (laughs) She does look like Big Bird. His one friend looks like somebody. She is quite the handsome woman. I'll just say that. Um, No, so yeah, he's brokering deals in this club so they can have... But old Sam Shredwell, and he always introduced himself with his full name... Yeah, he, this feels shallow to him. This doesn't have the intimacy of his own personal sex robot. <laughs> <laughs> this feels hollow. This is what's human so women. weird about this thing. He's just like, I'm old fashioned. I just like doing it with robots, man. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and so what he does is he goes home and pouts, and he puts the GameCube disc in a tape recorder and plays the only scene that we've seen of the two of them. They play a flashback from the two yeah, seconds he just keeps ago. Listening to it, <laughs> and it's. Like it's a flashback. We see the images of it from the There's nothing else on that disc. Nope. Did he just get her and realize that she's not she does not supposed to be around? He's water? like, I should start recording this stuff. And and she's in her body, you know, the 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 Duh. shell is just sitting right there. Now, just to mention, she looks exactly you like a woman. You can see her breathing, by the way. You can yeah. see her breathing on the bed. <laughs> she looks exactly like a woman. So this robot that we're talking about, it just looks like a woman. So there's basically a dead corpse of a woman laying next to him in his bed. And Essentially. we're supposed and we get to feel for flashbacks. him. Yeah, and this is... Uh, I won't skip too far ahead for me, but uh, okay. this is what falls a little flat because I don't really care. Exactly. Like His they're trying play to establish. So stupid. Yeah, it's we're thirteen minutes in. Very, yeah, thirteen he... minutes in, and so then through these flashbacks, I thought this was an odd uh, artistic choice, maybe for the director. Through these flashbacks, we learn and we hear more info from the mechanic that he was seeing earlier. That we didn't necessarily hear before. Who says right? It's new info introduced <laughs> through a flashback, which is kind of weird because the rest of the movie doesn't really work that way. So I whatever, but. The mechanic says he can get another cherry unit from a place called Glory Hole. Yes. Uh, and look for a tracker <laughs> named Johnson. And I just have a note. Whoa, where the heck is this going? <laughs> so, so, what, what kind of movie is this, Jake? Did you, you have us watch? If you thought that this movie was going to be subtle, <laughs> you were incorrect. So, but, okay, I have. So, a, can we stop for a second? Yeah. This is this is it. so insane. So, as Peter just mentioned. He's doing flashbacks of things we haven't even seen. Why is there flashbacks of stuff we no haven't idea. seen? We've seen 
flashbacks of things that we saw two minutes ago and things that we've never seen and before. And then things we've never seen before. Why didn't you just show... And it was only like a 30-second scene. Why didn't you just show that yeah. with goes, the other stuff? It goes very long on stuff that doesn't matter. And then the stuff that moves the story forward is done just through quick little yeah, flashbacks. Yeah, how much time do we feel... spend in the Clue Clue Club that doesn't... All we needed to know is all, he walked in and then you basically explain what that place is and then just have him go, this isn't for me. Like, and just walk yeah. out. Like, shrug his shoulders and walk out. Fishburne. <laughs> The, no. the concept of these contracts in no way plays into the film. No. Or anything. None and of that it, stuff comes Every back. time you think there's an interesting detail, they're like, actually, this doesn't really matter. Like, sometimes explicitly, <laughs> they're like, actually, those guys are just, like, hanging out. Those Do aren't you ever important. get the feeling this was supposed to be, like, um, uh, a pilot for, a, like, a yeah. TV series? Yeah, because it's got other things. That, it's it's got other stuff that doesn't yeah, matter. That actually like, would have been a cool pilot. It's got some okay, I won't say cool, but it's got some okay world building in it. I, yeah. But it's like it doesn't go anywhere. It's no, so it weird. Doesn't. It's so weird. Anyway, okay, I, so I want to I want to talk about that if we're in this now in the glory hole town. Uh, let me set us up real quick Okay, there, yeah, yeah. Just so people follow along what you're going to say. Um, so we see Sam head out of his house. He gets ready with a gun and stuff, and he heads out in his little three-wheeled beauty of a car to the glory hole hotel. So it's very much flirting with that PG-13 line. Which, I just um, as he's driving by, we see Adobe Flats, yeah. Soda City, and then Glory Hole. Like, so then there's Glory these, Hole. So you get really on-the-nose double entendres, or or not even, that's just an entendre. In yeah. fact, it's just a thing. But then also, it's just like Soda Town. So what does that have to do with, it, with anything? I don't know. I think it's supposed to be like this mix of innocence and like debauchery. I don't know. It's a really crazy... Do you know what I mean? Yeah. 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 Oh, boy. This movie does not lend itself well to the like high frame rate stuff that your TV does. <laughs> Why? It, this looked okay when I was watching it earlier. It and looks now fun. it looks like a soap opera. You're not opera. used to a good TV. It does That's look a like problem. a soap opera. No, I have this like same TV, but this motion oh. blur stuff, I got to turn it off. It makes my brain hurt. Oh, but So the town me. is like a... It's kind of like a modern and kind of old west town. It's kind of weird. Uh, like we were talking about, like Jake mentioned, how it, like yeah, the movie some... evolves through different genres as it goes through. This! So he even grabs a shotgun out of his car before he walks into the hotel. Yeah. Well, he's already got a gun on him and everything. And yeah. he's got that re- weird three-wheeler, like, 1960s retro sort of car. And then there's horses that are parked, for lack of a better term, outside. They're just Which, standing outside. I'd like to say that the aesthetic of this town is kind of cool because you have this businessman is with a it? business briefcase and a shotgun walking into an Old West town. <laughs> so it's like a really cool juxtaposition. But it's not, a, it's, not a, it's not an Old West town. It's not, like, dusty. It, and he doesn't... He, I think he no. walks through saloon doors... But the place it's looks like, like a saloon inside, but it also is like a 1930s hotel. So it's a weird, weird, weird mix. Well, they clearly found a hotel where they could film. <laughs> but they also found this, like, studio warehouse where, like, they shot all these old westerns. Like, oh, we could just drag what all this stuff What do you got there? there? Gangsta stuff? Throw it in. It, exactly. And so prop this, guy just exploded all over the set. This follows, yeah, this follows that prop guy's the, having a yard sale. <laughs> <laughs> that is exactly what that's like. It, it, and this falls into the trap, too, of not sticking with an aesthetic. It falls into a thing you see in, like, mystery science theater movies of the future is all different costumes that don't have anything to do with each other all at once. Oh, yes. You'll yeah. give them a, a robot <laughs> arm and a cowboy hat and a samurai sword. Just everything. The future is everything all at the same time. Well, and so he wanders into this thing with a shotgun and stuff, and he's in a business suit this whole time. Yes. And then he goes up to the hotel. He rings the bell at the front desk. There's a and cat. And there's a cat in an ice mountain water, water cooler jug. That is frightening. <laughs> that is frightening. I kind of love that. It's very, like, David Lynch that's, almost. Or yes, something. that's my favorite <laughs> image. My thing is... Poor kitty, he's just stuck in that little, like... <laughs> it's incredible. Water <laughs> bottle thing, that, like, water fountain bottle thing. Like, what the heck is going on? It, and it's like, 
it is a David Lynch thing because it's impossible. A cat could never get in there. It's like right. a chip in a bottle, right? Right. right. And then, Obviously, it's but you know, it, but it's not a, a prop, stuffed cat. It's a real cat. It's no, a it's real a real cat. cat. Yeah, like and obviously it and has like a false bottom or whatever, like or right, not, yeah. like a bottom on it. But we're meant to think that it's just stuck in this big water cooler jug. I don't. Yep, it's, it's so weird. Insane. It's water. so weird. And then this like Lynch Chinese image. like lady in funeral garb kind of yeah. comes over, tells him the rules for a the place. He asks hat. for a cherry. So I guess like they have the different units there that you can rent. I suppose. Yeah, yeah, because you see a, a tenant. Mm-hmm. Throw his unit out and say, "Ah, this thing's dysfunctional." Oh, yeah, that's right. Hard to find good the, help these days. Yeah. yeah, and we see we what I where I first started to like the movie is Robert Zadar is here in yeah. the thing and he drops some change yeah. and I was like, "Wait, did this movie just you get guys awesome?" Seen him. He's, if you've ever seen Tango and Cash, he's in that. He's in a bunch of stuff. He's got a huge, huge jaw. Yeah, it's like a. It's he like looks a fake. Well, he deformity. looks like Buzz Lightyear. He does. He looks like Buzz Lightyear, especially <laughs> in this. He's young, so his skin's like real. Like he's not wrinkly. Taut. He's smooth. Yeah, so he looks like <laughs> the, a plastic. He looks. It looks exactly like plastic the best is this bag lady the thing the like lady who carries his bags up who has a tiny hat and a tiny parasol I it's actually it, a man it's, it's a an guy, old man yeah. it is yeah <laughs> it's so old you can't tell he's dressed yeah. exactly he's in like old west funeral well, attire here, yep. it's crazy but it's real weird but i, I want to talk about the concept of trackers if we can because that's kind of why he... Well, so real quick, oh, be- before okay. you jump into that. Thing. So, yeah, he gets into his hotel room and stuff here. Uh, sees a and sign out his window. Cool. Yeah, so he sees a sign. He's looking yeah. out his window. He sees a sign for a tracker named Johnson, who we heard earlier through that flashback that he needs to go see. So he readies his shotgun and heads out to meet Johnson. So what did you want to go into about trackers? There? Okay, well, this concept of trackers makes no sense at all. And it infuriates me every time I watch okay. this. Right. I've seen this movie many yeah. times. Because it it confuses me. Oh, all right. So basically, what this guy, the mechanic earlier, he's like, if you want a Cherry Two Thousand, you're gonna have to go to the so and so warehouse past the Nether regions or where, you know <laughs> wherever it is. Yeah. He's like, but you need a tracker to get there. Now a tracker, I think the intent is that a tracker <laughs> is a bounty hunter, but not even really that. So a tracker, I took it more like a Sherpa, like someone, a guide. That's I think kind well, of what, what it is, it's... but a tracker. It's one who tracks things doesn't know where the thing is, so they have to track it, but they know exactly where they're going. They have a fixed point on a map, and they're like, okay, we're going to go here. So all she is is a person with a car. Just a guide. She's just a GPS but she has, system. she has the know-how to get through She's it, not though, a like tracker. a Sherpa would or something. She doesn't have to, like, sniff the, like, dirt and, like, lick her finger and go, uh, oh, the wind leaves this I way. I see point. what you're saying. She doesn't maybe track she does anything. Do that, She's... We never see her do we it. We never or really hear about see her, her do the story. But I think that <laughs> maybe in the next episode of this <laughs> yeah, exactly. perpetual television on a later <laughs> episode. <laughs> next time on Cherry Two Thousand. No, this is a good point though. <laughs> Eight yeah. seven central. That, that's kind of this thing of like everything is just a little bit wrong. It's like why why didn't you call her something different? Well, but yeah. why be that elaborate and specific? I guess with that the, is a very specific the tracker person. is a specific term. It why not just specific... a person that used to live there and happens to know you know that place? <laughs> yeah, which we'll hold and off on the place until later. What's completely right. inexplicable to me uh-huh. is that most of the threats that they meet, the tracker is not a threat to anybody unless she's attacked first. And you see signs later saying, death to trackers yeah. and things like that. <laughs> but why does anybody care if she gets to an abandoned warehouse that nobody cares about? I don't know. Well, I, I would say it goes back to what you're talking about, though, where they probably are bounty hunters and stuff, too. And maybe she does do right. that as well. It's just so happened the mechanic said, if you want that cherry model, you have to get a tracker yeah. to take you there. You get the sense that this person maybe does... 
bad things, but we never see it or yeah, hear about it. Yeah, it's kind it. of irrelevant to this story. So as far as we know, <laughs> yeah. she's just a lady with a cool car yeah. that knows like what streets to take to get to the place. I took it as she's a bounty hunter, and that's just their cool in-world name for bounty hunter. I yeah. think so. And so it, like a bounty hunter sort of kind of not does everything, but like... When you think about it, can just do, can but it's kind of just do whatever. But it's like a, it's they like a track. ride-along bounty hunter. It's a bounty hunter that's like, you want to come with me while I kill the guy? Well, so if, yeah. if you want, I can push forward yeah, real quick. Push yeah, forward, yeah, yeah. and we'll so, get to through more. So we learned that Johnson is a woman because up until this point, I, I assumed whoa, whoa, it was a man. Uh, well, it Johnson, means Melanie Griffiths. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Melanie especially Griffith. in this movie. <laughs> yeah. So he says he made a mistake and he attempts to leave, but she lassos him into a chair and pulls him back this... over while telling him her credentials. I want to stop on this. <laughs> what she does, corny. he's walking out the door. She she rolls an office chair to him, which he falls back into it, and then she lassos him and, and whips him, him back while spouting her credentials. <laughs> And so he tells her he wants a Cherry 2000. She's hesitant but takes the job if he'll go with her for assistance, as you mentioned. Like, why is he going along? And he says, forget it, and he leaves. Okay. So, so that was our introduction to her. That's our introduction to her. Her being, it, this is a Bounty Hunter Johnson played by Melanie Griffith. What do you guys think about, I need to know what everybody thinks about Melanie Griffith because I have some thoughts on her. She's as really bad in this movie. Okay. Really certain scenes I don't her. mind her. Certain scenes I kind of hate her. Yeah, I sure. am not a fan of Melanie Griffith. I, I think yeah. she's a terrible actress. I, 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 I think she has like a certain amount of charm to her and yeah. presence, but like credit where credit is due. She, the script is bad. The yeah, script is this movie. Well, is she's not, not what's wrong with good. the movie. <laughs> no, exactly. no, 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 yeah. not yeah. at all. She's not the all. best thing about this movie, and she's not good. Oh, you're right. She is the best thing about. This <laughs> yeah, movie. she is. I, I, Robert Zadar. I man. wanted to see what happened to him through the whole movie. And after we find out <laughs> Which, what happens way, to he's him, in two scenes. Yeah, and after we find out what happens to him, I was kind of like oh. Peter shut it off and went away. He was like, "Forget that." That was a good movie. Turn it off. <laughs> <laughs> That's weird. Didn't have any credits. Big shirt. Sat on like a long bench with yeah. his friends. So I'm I'm not a big fan of hers. But the funny thing is, even though she's not good in this movie, you're right. She is the best part of this movie, <laughs> and she's a big part of why I like this movie because I think she does. Have a certain amount of charm. She, I think it's the way she says her lines. Certain, I just I, I don't believe scenes. I don't believe what she says. I'm like, yeah, yeah, I don't believe you. She's charming and kind of Han Solo esque. She's like, hey man, I made a Kessel Run, and you know, I don't know if you saw the thing, but yeah. uh, she had a baby right before this. She had a baby with her on set no, the whole now time. Now I feel stuff. bad on set the whole time. Yeah, now she I looks amazing like a, for a person who just had a baby. Yeah, she now was, I, I guess, like breastfeeding through the whole movie. So, Thanks, uh, Peter. For they took advantage like of those, uh, those milk jugs. They, they, they're showing off prominently. That was one of the weird little I mean, little she's beautiful and radiant, and she's wonderful, Well, because she almost didn't do the movie. They were going to have to delay it or whatever, so they what? were going to get somebody else for it. Anyway, that's what would is, what, what kind of crazy universe would, would we be living in now if, <laughs> if she did not play uh, E. Johnson in Cherry 2000? <laughs> Who would have? I wonder. So in our next scene, Sam goes into a bar after he leaves. Uh, Everybody stops and looks at him as is, you know, a trope for that sort of a thing. It's it's funny to note that it was a honky-tonk style bar, but they're playing like Moonlight Sonata. Yeah, they are. They're playing. Which I thought was pretty funny. It was crazy, but like on a somewhat of an 80s synth sounding. Like it's not quite a piano sound, but it's not quite synthy. It's weird. It was a weird choice. Interesting. I don't dislike that. I thought that was kind of cool. By the way, has this... um, bar that he goes into yeah the, like honky tonk bar that's <laughs> one of my favorite lines yeah there's a few this uh guy in like a sheriff's outfit yeah uh who is another tracker i believe or presents himself as one yeah he says sit down have a drink and a donut 
<laughs> and a donut, yeah. Because the other guy sitting next to it, it's Breon James uh, who says that, and he actually is the guy sitting next to him is supposedly <laughs> deaf. Well, so he goes into the bar. Everybody, he says he wants to hire somebody. They end up laughing at him. He orders a drink at the bar. He they laugh so hard. He by gets the way. flagged down by a Kowalski by uh, <laughs> Breon James, and uh, he tells him what he's looking for. He he takes him to see this guy Jake, who is who the tracker that he's looking for. I didn't say that before. Sorry about that. Uh, His he's name looking is. For Six-fingered Jake. Which, I'm going to tell you right now, has seven fingers that I could count. I did he's not got look five on one hand and two on the other. That's seven. <laughs> so I don't know why they call uh, him Six-fingered Jake. Close. That's funny. I didn't notice that at all. But, uh, so they, he tells him he'll take him. me on it when he comes up, but no, I'm pretty uh, sure I counted seven fingers on yeah. Six-fingered Jake. He says he'll take him to see Jake, and uh, they go outside, and basically these two guys from the bar stick him up for his money and the chip, because they know he must have the chip and stuff for the Cherry 2000. So he ends up getting away. He runs around the front of the place. He runs into Johnson again out front, uh, tells her she's got the job. They hop in an old must. Mustang, like a 69 or something Mustang and she fires it all up and it's basically got a jet engine at this point which changes later in the movie uh, no headlights and she drives by feel mostly I want to yeah <laughs> by feel mostly. <laughs> mostly I want to just stop real quick yeah please. which and I don't know these like 80s actors names but so he gets like like you said Sam Trouble gets like stuck up outside the uh, outside the bar yep and the donut eating guy is deaf, we are told. We're told in the bar. Yep. So the deaf guy has a gun to the back of Sam Treadwell's head. Yeah. But he's responding to everything the other guy is saying. Right. And so Sam Treadwell says, I thought you were deaf. And, and the deaf guy says, I can read lips. But he's behind the guy. Right. So he can't see his lips. He's just being funny. Which is insane. But <laughs> yeah. the thing that happens when, when they... um. When they're driving at night by feel, mostly, yeah. they drive by this barricade. Like, there's these spotlights. It looks like a base in Metal Gear Solid that they have to, like, sneak by. Yeah. yeah. But she has to, like, drive by it. And so you're thinking, oh, these are the people that hate trackers. Or, or you're thinking, like, okay, so people aren't allowed to leave the confines of the city. You're That's thinking, what I thought it was government or something. At first. I, but what yeah. we're told is yeah. by E. Johnson, they have nothing to do. They're bored. Just want a little action. Real immature. So they're just shooting at they're them just people. because they're people who are bored. So what they do is they spend their time shining spotlights and shooting people. You, you don't do that, Jay? Basically. <laughs> you don't post up and are like, I got them real good. I mean, on, on occasion. <laughs> Let's shoot some trackers. <laughs> you want a drink and a donut and we'll shoot at people? <laughs> the, and that's like another thing where like it felt like a really big missed opportunity for world building or making the world make sense. Sure. Oh, th see, that's why this kind of feels like okay. We'll build, we'll set some stuff up, but then we'll add it at a later date. We'll go into it more <laughs> at a later date. Maybe on episode you know what three. I mean? Yeah, like, like, we'll, like later in the season. Well, we'll yeah, I keep going back to the pilot <laughs> thing you said. That's that was great. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Like that's yeah. what it feels like. It's like uh, we'll kind of set it up and then like let people like let their minds linger and then we'll talk about it more. Like that's just what it feels like. Sure. I don't know if that's necessarily the case, but that is so bizarre that people just are posting up and just like yeah, like. So Taking pot shots at people. Which one special effect that doesn't look great is her like fast moving car, and it looks okay here, but later you can clearly see they undercranked the camera. Yeah, oh, and so it, it has looks that, yeah. like a you know an Abbott and Costello. Yeah, it looks like a little rascal. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're right. Yeah. So we get a montage of driving shots after they get through the barricade. Uh, they arrive at a she location. Makes a foot on a helmet. Yeah, she gets shot in the head. But uh, so they, you know that'll help. Well, he's the client, <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> 
they arrive at the location. They get out. Uh, eight more hours till they arrive, we learn. She gives him the rundown on the plan. She's going to rest while he keeps watch out. He has flashbacks about his chair unit again. Again. And he's sitting there listening to her disc, you know, through that little recorder. So not much happens there. Uh, Johnson, uh, next morning, uh, Johnson wakes up and catches him uh, listening to it again. And then there's some loud noises that catch his attention off in the distance from them. They're like at a quarry or something there. Yeah, it looks like the Grand Canyon or something. Yeah, I think, it's just a, I think it's just a quarry. Yeah. Kind of a thing, just an old quarry where everything was, you know, mined. Because we learn all the, you know, the, all the, with all the recycling earlier in the film, all the natural resources must be tapped out. Yeah. So, so uh, there's a bunch of vehicles over there on the other side. Uh, he sees people doing something. She knocks him into the quarry with a tire. Which <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's not clear that she did, by the way. What's possible because there's a pile of tires at the bottom of this hill, so it's very possible that that was just like a tumble tire. Because we see a tire roll by and push Sam Treadwell down a hill full of other tires. Yeah. <laughs> and then she comes up, and so you think that it was her, but it might not have been, That's because I don't think she pushed all the other tires Naturally down. occurring in the salt flax, the tumble tire will take out a full-grown man. <laughs> don't stand too close to the edge of those quarries. Which would have been great. I would have loved that tire. detail. Like, there's so many abandoned tires that they roll by, like, uh, tumbleweeds. I think we found our first t-shirt peter the tumble tire tumble the tire, tire. <laughs> naturally occurring tumble tire we'll put these on red bubble <laughs> yeah red bubble tumble tire <laughs> Oh, that's good. Uh, so this they, is where we're introduced to Lester. So, so she ends up jumping down in with him there, and they're spying. She's got like a spy scope thing, and they're spying on who we learn is Lester. Uh, he is judge, jury, and executioner in these parts, and his gang controls the area. So yeah, that's what sets that and, up. And what he does is there's he's him and his gang are fighting with some guy, and to execute the guy, because he's the judge, jury, and executioner, they put the guy in an a bread delivery truck and drive it off a cliff. <laughs> yeah, they just push it down off yeah. the cliff. Or, yeah. No, they drove it, yeah, because they jump out last minute. His, yeah. guy, his thugs jump out. But Oh, yeah, but so the other guy dies. There was like a weird uh, set of music that was there, which I thought, oh, I made yeah. a note. I don't know if it's like fun or inappropriate for the mood. I don't know what you guys it thought is. about the... the- which part is this? Back right after um, the when you they cut ahead a little bit. Here. Yeah, you cut ahead quite a bit. Oh, sorry. This is like yeah, two full scenes. Um, but uh, it was after they push the or drive the truck down into the thing when they're spying on Lester after he gets knocked in by the tumble tire. I, I want to talk about a thing that happens yeah. as they're driving in this montage of driving, which okay. is he shows her. He uh, Sam Treadwell shows E. Johnson a picture of Cherry Two Thousand. And she says, she has red eyes. And he says, that's just a flash from the camera. And she still doesn't understand it after he explains it even further. So we're supposed to think that E. Johnson is this like really smart, intelligent woman. But she doesn't, in the future, fundamentally understand what a flash in a camera is. <laughs> and that annoyed me. Because by the end of the movie, spoiler alert, we're supposed to th- see her as this really intelligent, like, uh, you know, alternative to Cherry 2000, who's really well, vapid and see, shallow. I would give him that look, though, because it's an android. Why would its eyes flash into the camera? Well, like, that's interesting. Good I point. don't know. I, I didn't. I, I didn't notice that line at all. I just. I but was but like, see, this is what we did with Showdown, <laughs> our, one of our episodes. We overanalyzed something that, like, oh. they didn't even put this much. Uh, thought no, they didn't. I think that. But you know, you know what? That might be true because I'll bet they just. Because it just looks like a prom photo of Cherry 2000. Yeah. That, and I'll bet they're like, wait a minute. If she was a robot, her eyes probably wouldn't flash. Well, we'll explain it in the movie, and then it'll yeah. be fun. <laughs> that, you're probably right. That moment, I think, was supposed to be uh, Melanie Griffith, uh, like Johnson, you know, in the movie. Like, she was poking fun 
at him like, oh, you you like a robot? You don't like real women? You know, I, yeah. I, I took that as like she's like making fun of him. I don't know. I guess so. So I just noticed something. Yeah, what's yeah. up? This is jumping ahead, but... Go ahead. So, later on, we meet uh, Snappy Tom, and he has a lady there that's uh, Randa. Not Rhonda. Randa. Randa, That's yeah. living with him. And She's a Randa lady. And the guy makes a crack about her having a pers- bad personality. Lester does. Lester, in the scene we just saw, he says, uh, Randa, I love your personality. I did not even catch that. He just oh, said that wow. as, as she's like on the bed with him. That's interesting. I didn't even catch that. This movie has layers, guys. Oh, man. <laughs> Apparently, maybe... You just cracked the code. Maybe I'm missing stuff. I, don't know. I need to rewatch this. I know this movie is a cult it. classic, but I always thought it was kind of semi-ironically like the way I watch it. <laughs> um, but yeah. So I didn't this, notice that either. This, I, I think if we can... This is where we get to the... Um, crane set yeah so after they drive around for a little bit they get to another like quarry scene uh near a crane she stops checks checks it out and then they start driving again uh go a little off road and lester's gang is on to them now uh we see death to trackers posters like you mentioned before earlier around at uh lester's place when he gets a, a call over his radio um and so there's a crane so go ahead what were you so this just to set what, the scene <laughs> yeah it's like another like enemy outpost but these are actually i think lester's guys because all of yeah. them have rocket launchers <laughs> yeah and well there's like lester graffiti and, and was it yeah around. they yeah. says like lester says be yourself yeah. on it yep and um which is crazy and what they also have is a crane with a magnet on it like they have it like a used car like impaction yeah line. yeah and so what uh Johnson wants to do, and by the way, I always want to call Johnson Sherry because she has red hair, and Sherry does not, which seems isn't that weird? Like it's it's backwards. The opposite, and she's on the cover where it says Cherry Two Thousand. That's her. what always confuses yes. me. You see Cherry Two Thousand, you see Melanie Griffith, that and, must or be whatever Cherry. Name is, she she <laughs> must be Cherry, yeah. yeah. And it's not. So it's not. That if is I accidentally confusing. refer to Cherry as as Johnson. No, I do that all the time. So Lo- logic does not enter this. So movie. Johnson. <laughs> Wants to <laughs> fall, like, intentionally drive into the magnet of this crane so that it will lift them over the quarry and lower them down into this gigantic sewage pipe. And I gotta say, this is a pretty cool action set piece. This was one of the this better awesome. scenes in the movie. And it's all think, practical. Well, they and all have rocket launchers. Yeah, so, Everybody in the scene and, like, has a rocket launcher. And, like, they blow up this gigantic thing. And it's it like a plateau. Amazing. Yeah, they blow up a it's plateau. It's a real plateau. <laughs> it looks crazy. It looks which really. sounds like... So the car, they, she drives over to the crane. The car gets picked up by the magnet. She tells him it's the best way to get across the river. They're going to blow her car up as they start shooting at her with rocket launchers and stuff. So she gives him an Uzi, and they start blasting at the guys that are shooting at them from the ground. I didn't love how uh, Sam Treadwell immediately knows how to use an Uzi. Yeah. She's well, like, you know how to use a gun? He's like, of course. As he's a recycling would. plant manager or something. I don't I've know. got some notes well, about him you know for what? the end. Once okay, okay. You know what? He does own a gun. He, he does have a shotgun. That's true. Well, he, he has a handgun. Oh, and he had the handgun. Oh, hand yeah. so not that he has multiple. So he knows how to, he knows how to handle himself in this world. But she's just like <laughs> in a world chewing gum like it's a casual thing and shooting a rocket launcher and hooking important, up the car. The gun and, and uh, she, the gum important to know. By the what way. I what I like about see this is why Melanie Griffith. I think you're right, Peter. I'm leaning towards where you're at, where she's good in some spots and she's not. In this scene, she's like so casual, like yeah, they're firing rockets at me again. Like it's not even that big of a deal to her, which is cool. Which is kind of cool because she's supposed to be this like yeah. well weathered. She's just like, not worried about it. Yeah, yeah. she's just like yeah, no this, this happens again. <laughs> she's like this is exactly what I want to be yeah, happening I was like, right now. If I die, this was my I die, plan. It's not a big deal. He's like, people are always shooting at me anyway. So the guys go to drop her car into the river to kill them. Yeah. But she gets out on top of the but car and hooks a rope to it. Hooked a tow cable to, like, the, to the magnet. Yeah. So now the car is just dangling by this rope off of the crane. 
And it's pretty crazy looking because you it's really see awesome. it. You see a real car dangling off a real crane and some stunt woman hanging off of it. Yeah, I know. It was pretty cool looking. I think one hundred percent of the budget went to I this. Don't know how well this <laughs> plan would work wrong. in reality, but uh, and then because the crane <laughs> yeah, driver had to die, had to fall on the switch to lower them into the pipe. I think that doing. she killed him in order to. But what if he hadn't landed on the right button? That would have lowered down. Well, and the she crane. also like as this these scenes go on, she acts like she's done this like a hundred times. Before. Like this is the way that she always does to do her. Oh, like well. it's hard to do, but you know we you can do it. I've done it before. Yeah, because she the attitude up, is. she hooks her car there in the pipe, and they go on foot from there. And she like later on in another scene that we we'll get to, to say, she says like we'll come back from my Ford. We can't go during the day, and it's like <laughs> like she does right. this all the time. Yeah, like, it's like no big deal. She, and they're being lured into like a huge pipe, like their car is being lowered into this huge, huge pipe, which I have to say is, like, an amazing visual. Yeah, yeah it really it's, is. It's, it's like, a, for, like, a dam or something. Yeah, it's, like, it's got to be for a dam. Cool and there's just water, like, rushing through. It's not a lot of water, but it's enough. It's it's kind of... it's They're in a pipe, so it's kind of hard to... It is a pretty cool set piece, though, for, like, the movie. It like, is. Yeah, it's yeah, it's, yeah, it's a really it's, great it's simple, visual. But it's and cool. they're still hanging on... The, the car's still hanging on the... Uh, by the winch... And they're magnet. trying not to fall And so down they're water. repelling off the car, which is hanging off of the magnet inside a pipe. Are you following all this? Is it, are you getting a good visual in your head? But, it makes uh, a lot of sense. But so why, we'll try to have a, have a gif of this but like, so you can see it on the website. But like, but like, why would she think the crane wouldn't move? Because it's just hanging off the crane as far as I'm aware this whole time. Nobody's going to come back and move the crane and take her car. Exactly. And, but anyway, why, wouldn't they, why wouldn't they pull the thing out? But I, I think it's we're okay. thinking too far into we it. We are thinking too far. <laughs> That's but the sure. cool thing is, is they slip and fall. And of course, it's like a ride. Yeah. So they're going like through. Like a slip and slide like down a, the pipe. Like, like, a, like a tube in a water park. Yeah. Goonie style. Which they're is slipping through. Which is fun. And you really see them like slide down this thing there are definitely yeah. two people don't know if it's the actors yeah. but it's definitely two people they, they hit like a pool of water pool of water end. in there so it, it's a really cool visual it's a nice little uh yeah. piece it's like set piece or whatever but it's very well done one so, part of this movie that you really think is like this actually is kind of cool yeah like, unironically kind of cool there's a couple yeah. parts definitely yeah. that's what's good about some of these like 80s movies like this or 90s movies where they practically did the the stunts or the effects it's yeah. like they it Stands up a little. Yeah, visually better. the movie holds up. Pretty it holds up okay. It holds up pretty good. So they swim over to a guy on a platform that seems to know her. Uh, her and the guy hug, and they take a boat off down the water. And there's random donkeys on the boat. That and are it brand. turns out, by the way, that, that, was cool. that this is Six Finger Jake. So yeah, it turns, they wanna, find out here in a minute that it is. Yep. I want to count his fingers. We're gonna we're gonna pause here just to see if we can find. Because they show his one finger, like his one hand. Because I thought. I thought he is six fingers, but he might have seven. I don't know. Maybe he's missing one on the other hand, too. But I saw two fingers on one hand, and they never showed his other hand. He's got gloves on right now. So she hears the boat guy talking about some society kind of around the area and stuff. There's toaster ovens, as Jake mentioned, all over the place, like stacked up in boxes. Uh, and he is cooking rattlesnake for them in one of the ovens there. <laughs> um, yeah, so that's right. They, he learns that he's uh, Six Finger Jake, as we just already eating. said. Uh, and that's who he was looking for at the bar, if you're keeping up with things here. Um, he ends yeah. up having to explain that it's not a sex robot he's looking for, that he was in love with it. And then a donkey starts spraying in the background right at that moment. <laughs> yeah, there's Sewer donkeys in this movie. Sewer There's donkeys. donkeys that live in the sewer. Well, I like with... that the donkeys is like, you're a jackass. <laughs> yeah. It's crazy. And like where they're sitting now, like Six Finger Jake's little fort that he has is AstroTurf and an Afghan rug and furniture stacked on top of he's toaster like, ovens. Yeah, he's got like a pontoon that he travels on in the but water. What I want to know is how they get electricity in this sewage pipe. 
Because he has electricity. That yeah, is, he does. I don't know. Maybe he has a generator, a water. All the water running down the... Water generator? I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. The movie <laughs> checks out. They thought of everything. <laughs> I don't know. It's very weird. I, I want to know about the six-finger Jake thing. It's there a lot of questions about six-finger Jake. Are you six-finger Jake? Um. Oh, it, I well, I mean, I do have six fingers. That's true. I also have like four more. Four more on top of that. They call me six plus four finger Jake. The, one thing I do not love about this, okay, is like like you said, this is where Sam has to defend himself. She's not just a sex robot. I'm in love with her. And six finger Jake says, "I, you're like me, kid. You're you're a dreamer." You're a dreamer. But his dream is just to find a robot. <laughs> That's not a dream. dream. Yeah, why does everybody act like, oh, you like an android? That's so quaint. Oh, you're like a rich guy who's in love with an android, and yeah, you're a dreamer. They treat him like he's Luke Skywalker when all he wants to do is go to a factory and find a woman to bang. <laughs> want to go to the Whoa. Toshiki yeah. station for some power converters. <laughs> Absolutely not a hero, Sam Treadwell. Well, I just, I don't understand why everybody thinks his ideals of... Being with an old-fashioned android is 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 quaint. How is that? I don't understand it. I guess it's supposed to be the future. It's and supposed it's like, to be funny. And we and also it's supposed to be like I guess so. Times have changed. That that's that's what's old-fashioned. Well, if you think about current, so you could think that the future is having robots to do this stuff, and then they've gone post-apocalyptic. So then they're past that point, and yeah. now they're back to you need a real woman. Yeah, yeah. I guess so. It's interesting because there are real women out there. But what I can't tell with this, like, contract stuff is what the movie's, like, M.O. is. Like, are they saying that consent is a bad thing and they're satirizing it? Or, like, hey, if you go too far with this consensual stuff. There's three fingers. So, Jake has... I'm I'm hearing what you're saying. I just want to see. He's got three. Oh, maybe he has three on each hand. Maybe it's got three on each hand. I don't know. But I only saw the one hand. You only see the one hand. I don't... What, so he it? might be seven finger Jake for all we know. We don't or know. eight. Eight. <laughs> Could be eight. This is unfortunate. I don't know. What a huge mistake. Yeah, but basically, I, I don't understand how the movie feels about the things it's presenting. Like, it obviously doesn't really view women as sex objects, because the whole point in the end no. of it is that he rejects that and goes with Johnson instead. But Johnson is constantly sexualized at end. every corner. <laughs> oh, I'm so sorry. Yeah. No, you're okay. No, that's a good thought. I'm just saying, like... Yeah. But, like, when you get to this point where it's like, ah, Sam, you're, you're a dreamer. You have good ideals. It's like, does he really, though? Really? What, yeah. what are we supposed to be feeling about this guy? Yeah, I don't understand, because he's not the only one that says you're a dreamer. Or because the the repair guy says it too. He's yeah, like, people are like us. Oh, he's man, like you're you're, a, you're one of the good ones. Sam. Yeah, you're like, <laughs> oh man, you're just you're out there. You're like so old fashioned. You want to get your wife from you the got factory. your head and yeah, like, <laughs> like they did in the olden days. You know what I mean? Like I just I guess that's I guess that is the point. That is the point is that that is what is old fashioned. I guess so. or whatever. But and I guess the mo of the movie is that nothing can compete with the real thing. You know what I mean? So I guess so. For us, it's like, don't get caught up on technology and what new thing is going to come around because, you know, the human connection is what's really supposed uh, to be there. See, but I don't think they cared about any of that. I think they were just telling a story. Yeah, I don't think they cared about know. any of the things you just said. <laughs> Probably not. I think, I think it went as far you as... You asked me what the MO was, and I'm totally speculating. <laughs> what is the motorcycle? What, what do you want from me? <laughs> So Jake ends up turning on a song on the jukebox after they eat the rattlesnake. They all settle in for the night to sleep. And Sam and Johnson exchange a weird little smile while they're both laying in their separate beds. That was kind of odd. It was really weird. Yeah, they're both laying. She's naked for no reason. And And uh, they exchange glances. And then she just falls asleep. She, I don't know. You can't just fall asleep when you're that horny. I don't don't know if she's... 
<laughs> I don't know. Cut that out of the show. No, I don't care. Okay. She, I don't. I don't know if she's supposed to always be naked because when she, she's like, I'm gonna go dress, and then like you see her silhouette like earlier in the movie. So yeah, when I he first meets her. You see a mega boob silhouette. Like she's just free and open, and that's her personality. I guess yeah. is what we're supposed to take from that. But they're objectifying the person that's supposed to be <sighs> the antithesis to objectification. Exactly. In the movie, which see, this is the we problem. have thought more about this movie than they have. Yeah, so the I next morning, <laughs> we see Sam walk out to where she is outside of the little cave area with a coffee. They're all just casually drinking coffee. Uh, and Jake uh, is fishing. Uh, she tells funny? him they have to wait till dark. I thought it was funny, too. They're just like, hey, want some coffee? Okay, cool. Where do you get the coffee from? Is there yeah, just a coffee maker and he's coffee. helping himself? Like, he has a bunch of food and stuff. I, it's just, it just felt weird. It felt like a casual thing if you were staying with like family or something. That, it did. It was like such a casual <laughs> thing for we're staying in a sewer with donkeys. Yes. You mean to tell me he can't grow like plants or whatever, or he can't get it from somebody? No. You think he's actually growing the coffee beans? Where did he get sewer? all those microwaves? Or not microwaves, those ovens or whatever. <laughs> he roasts them in the oven I don't with know. his rattlesnake. <laughs> Where do cowboys get it? In cowboy Straight out of the rattlesnake. <laughs> I squeezed it out. <laughs> is that a coffee snake? You bring that over here. <laughs> Drain uh, the snake means something different around here. This is where she tells them they have to wait till dark <laughs> to get their sugar. car again. <laughs> they can't go out into the zone in daylight. So now we're into calling it the zone. Uh, I love it's called the zone. Earlier yeah. in the movie, by the way, the reason why they have to stay overnight by that quarry is because she says it'll take us eight hours to get there, which would get us to the factory at four in the morning, which would only give us half an hour till daylight. But that doesn't make any sense to me because there's no there way early. it's daylight at 4.30 in the morning, first of all. No. Nowhere in the world. <laughs> and also, especially not the world, which is California, which we know this is take place in California. I just don't understand. And then they get there in the daylight anyway, and it's fine. Yeah. I don't know, dude. <laughs> I don't know. So, Maybe the, the Earth is off its axis because of some post-apocalyptic thing that happened. So the other funny was, thing, though, is like know. we have this whole coffee and fishing scene, and they're hanging out, and then just no it just cuts to dark. There's nothing else that happens during the day, apparently, that's yeah, I notable. Just it just cuts to dark. So and they're getting <laughs> a the plan pontoon. together to get her car out of the tunnel. They get caught by some people, with, and a shootout ensues. Uh, we see Sam wake up poolside at the Sky Ranch, right, it says up above him in neon. One uh, important detail is that the yeah. way that Sam gets taken out is a two-before plank comes off screen and hits him. Yep. Once again, like an Abbott and Costello movie. Yep. It's so silly and wah, ridiculous. Wah, wah, kind yeah. of like the tire. <laughs> it is, yeah. Like three Stooges, like... So, <laughs> and when he wakes up, it's funny because like, this whole time... It, uh, the spoiler it's not a dream but he wakes up i thought it was a dream because he's at the like sky ranch and he's like looking all fly with his hair all done and he's it's wearing really, like a domino shirt and he's he's, he's slick back hair it, it, it's really <laughs> weird it's like this idyllic florida retirement community in the 50s where everyone's wearing like hawaiian <laughs> shirts and shorts and it also looks like it's like the 50s greasers. but it's in the <laughs> yeah. middle of the desert and everyone's really pretty and shiny. They don't really know what they're going for, so it's in, like a hodgepodge. In stuff. all capital letters, I have what is Sky Ranch? What is this place? It's, it's I mean, it's, it's Lester's it's, hangout. It's the bad guy's hangout. But yes, I know what you mean, though. I don't. But it's like, but know. is it just that? Is it just like a little apartment community that Lester happens to live in? <laughs> I guess I don't know. It seems very like. Uh, I'm trying to think of that movie. There was a guy from Talking Heads that did like a sort of a surreal movie. Yeah, that's on my list. Yeah, about. that's what it seems like. That's what yeah. this section of the movie seems like. I can't remember the name of that movie that I'm thinking of. But he did some sort of surreal movie. And you're right. He wakes up and it's like Sky Ranch. And it's all in lights. And it looks – you're exactly right. It's in the desert. But then it's like it looks like the 50s. But it also is like a retirement community. But then it's also like – a 
She's in like a radiation suit. That is never explained, by the way. Like, this no. woman comes up to him in a radiation Poolside. suit. Yeah. Poolside. Yeah. Poolside. She takes off a radiation suit, and no one else ever wears one in nope. the rest of the movie. And she's got like a you what a what? bathing suit under it. You know why yeah. it seems like a dream? It's because we're hitting head-on like face shots. Like and it's... because she looks like Lisa Kudrow. <laughs> <laughs> she looks like Phoebe. And, and so he sees a girl. He says, Elaine, is that you? And she says she changed her name to Ginger. And she gets all offended at him later because he's not respecting that. Um, it's her first but, line. I changed my name to Ginger. Weird, like, tight clothes Like, he should face. know that. Yeah. And uh, Inexplicably, so, he's wearing a pink domino shirt, by the way. Yeah, I love the, the domino shirt. It's very awesome. He looks like Marty McFly in this scene. A little. little. Oh, when so, he's in the 50s. Yeah. So they sit by the pool. He's all confused. Uh, Lester shows up with his gang now, and she's apparently friends with Lester. Uh, she introduces Sam to Lester, and they head in for dinner, and we cut to a cookout where we see Lester and his henchman, who is uh, Tim Thomerson, is Lester. Tim is the, is the guy's name. Yeah, he's, and he's as much as uh, Robert Zadar is there, one of his henchmen with him, and the outfits are great. So what do you guys want to say about the cookout? This is a crazy, oh, crazy, crazy scene. I wrote down... There's like five all-time favorite lines of dialogue in any movie that I have that are just because they're so crazy. Number five. <laughs> Number five <laughs> is, is right here. Let's count them it's, all down. It's, uh, it's Lester, and it's an exchange that happens at this cookout in Sky Ranch. And so Lester says to... Uh, Every time you say that, I think you're going to say Skyrim. Skyrim. <laughs> That's a very different movie. And so Lester says, do you work out? Sam, no. Well, you should. You got the frame for it. Got to be careful, though. Watch what you eat. Who, who anyone can work this? out you don't have to have a specific frame to work out that's yeah. the whole point uh, I think you're wrong <laughs> well, I know, my I frame so. I tried to work well, out and I was like no the reason oh, he no. says it though becomes apparent later it is awkward oh, okay. in the moment it becomes apparent later because he Lester wants him for a henchman as one of his his men so oh. because when they later they go back inside she tells him lester wants him in the morning for training oh which yeah. i i'm i assumed anyway to be that he's going to train him to like be part of his crew his running that crew might be true with robert zadar well and what happens during this cookout is that they <laughs> they got they also picked up some schlub who was going to go golfing i guess yeah this is a pretty interesting scene for being a pg-13 movie it is this what is... they do with this guy is they put a paper bag over his head that has a target well on before it. you get there oh, okay yeah. so they're at the table they find out the guy's a tracker that you're talking about yeah. they pass a brown bag down the table oh, to yeah. everybody everybody's passing it one by one down the thing just like laughing smiles on their face <laughs> it's not like it's not you know it's very lighthearted. yeah and so the guy like you said he grabs it he, they make him put the brown bag on his head go mm-hmm. ahead i'm sorry go ahead pick up from there and, I just and so what the they scene. do is they put him <laughs> against the wall with a brown bag on his with a target so you're thinking oh this guy's gonna get shot in the head so lester pulls out a gun yeah points it at him and says Big giant nah, revolver. <laughs> nah, you're not worth the bullets or something like that. And so he gets a bow and arrow. Yeah, and big shoots, compound bow brought over to yeah, him. Yeah, he shoots a bow and arrow at the target on the guy's head, and you see him get pinned against the wall. Yeah, like because his head gets pierced through by nails the arrow. it right in the bullseye, right in the bullseye what? of the brown paper bag. And everyone cheers. Yeah, it's, it's like all happy. not Sam. Sam like yeah. this is the craziest. This movie just. It's already been a little crazy, but gets full on crazy. And here. then Elaine is, or Ginger isn't expectedly wearing a Jane outfit. She looks, she's dressed exactly like Jane from Tarzan. Yeah, from, from Tarzan. Tarzan. It's yeah. like all yellow from head to toe. Yep. It's so like she a, went it's from, like a woman's pith hat she that she's got on. Hazmat <laughs> suit to pink polka dot bikini to Jane from <laughs> yeah. Tarzan in five minutes. That's why this movie's so interesting. I don't. See, we're saying like, oh, they didn't think about this movie, but clearly they thought about this movie. This is well, there's something weird going on. They thought on about here. the wrong things. There's something weird going on in this in this in this 
sequence here. This is why I've watched this movie like five times. And we'll do a wrap-up of our final thoughts. I yeah, think it'll be yeah. interesting at the end. So, yeah, not to... I mean, you can say what you want. No, I no, no. I wasn't going to full-on wrap, like, get my overall thoughts. No, I'm just saying I'm just it's got to like, get through all the weirdness before... I'm trying to hold all my thoughts till the end. Okay. I just was I just was going to say that, like, this... No, like, please do. We I, want I didn't you. say oh, stop. Oh. <laughs> I didn't say stop. I, As your friends, wasn't a point. Want you to continue <laughs> Don't touch me! Don't tag me! <laughs> no. Um, no, I'm just saying, rather than repeating the same kind of things through over and over throughout the episode, you can wait and give overall thoughts. Oh, yeah, no. So, exactly. I was just saying that I, I think there's... Like, we always commonly say, and we say this before, and we've said it in this episode, that I don't think they thought about this movie, but there is some thought in this movie. It's kind of... It's strange. Because there's certain things you're just like, Somebody why is clearly that here? had a vision. Yes, I don't yeah. know that it works. I want to know everything about this movie. And then there's I'll, no comment. I'm going to do research and then I'm going to come back and I'm going to talk about it. <laughs> you can. I don't care. Give you facts. That'd so be, the weird thing is, great. I tried to do some research on it. I didn't find. Much. That's what my problem is. is I, yeah. I'm obsessed with this movie. I've seen yeah. it a million times. Well, this I, is like <laughs> a direct-to-video movie, so it was. It's hard to find anything on it. I think I thought they did release it in theaters, but I think it might have had a limited release after they filmed it. The, everything I saw was it was limit uh, direct-to-video. Has that guy, has that golf guy been in stuff, by the way? He looked yes, really familiar yes. to me. Yeah. I don't, I can't remember off the top of my head, but Tim Thomerson, Lester, he's, he's been in a bunch of stuff. He's been yeah, in a bunch of stuff. Super familiar. Yeah. yeah. He looks like Robert Redford a little bit. He's a, <laughs> he's like a character actor though. So it's like, you don't recognize him from anything. Yeah. Yeah. You know that you've seen his face. Guys. Yeah. If you've seen his face, it, you know exactly who he is. But yeah, that guy that at the end with the golf club, he's definitely been in some stuff. Let me uh, blow through a few more. Yeah, scenes yeah. Here. Okay. Real quick, so we can keep end. it rolling. Oh. Um, so uh, it's basically the place is a weird cult-like place where everybody's happy all the time, even with all the violence and stuff going around, which has a mm-hmm. really unique, weird feel to it, as we've talked about. It here. does. Yeah. So uh, we cut to Sam and Ginger in a bedroom talking about Lester. He says he has to get away. She tells him he can't escape. There's booby traps all over the place if he tries to get away. Sam learns he's going for a training session in the morning with Lester, like I mentioned. Uh, so cut to a little later at night. Lester sneaks around the compound at night. He ends up getting caught by Robert Zadar, a uh, big guy there. He somehow just knocks him out, you know, because yeah. whatever, movie magic. He's good at everything. Uh, Johnson's suddenly there, and Jake is there too, and they're getting ready okay. to leave. I wanted to make sure I didn't <laughs> so, miss anything because to me it just appeared like oh, they just for no reason. Yeah. Johnson's like, hey, it's me, I'm back. <laughs> yeah. Oh, hey. I was oh, also, our friend Jake's here. He's yeah, yeah, he's got his donkey with him. I know there's landmines so. and stuff, but he was totally fine getting through that. So, I, t- I take a phone call. Yeah. <laughs> so Sam gets mad because he learns the other donkey's dead, and the other donkey had the disc on it. I said donkey yes, and disc. The donkey okay. was uh, um, carrying the donkey the disc. Two thousand disc. Donkey. Give me, the, give me that donkey disc. <laughs> <laughs> Sam gets all like shook up and really pissed off now. So he rigs up a gas bomb with like a gas container to start a fire with their trucks and part of their compound as they drive off in the Mustang. He shoots it, ignites it. Bees go out bees, everywhere. Bees fly out. out. Why? It suddenly so turns much into it could have just like been Metal a, Gear Solid Three. It could have just been a munitions like you know thing that he blew up or something. But no, it had to be bees. Their apiary Why? or whatever. Bees <laughs> so sting. Which yeah. sting Lester's yeah. face. So then the rest of the movie, Lester has like ointment on yes. his face. <laughs> so the place is burned down in the morning. Uh, we cut to the morning suddenly. The place is all burned down. The fires are going out. Uh, Lester's sitting there getting <laughs> ointment put on him by right? Ginger for the bee stings. And Ginger says, ew. <laughs> yeah, so she's like so detached from the situation. Is Ginger a robot, by the way? I was not clear on this. I don't she acts, oh, she acts like a what? robot. That's a good point. So she I don't acts know. like a robot, and she says that she is Sam's ex. So there's a. 
I want to expand on that, but, okay. but there's a specific spot I want to expand okay, on. Okay, go ahead. Uh, as we go on later. You're right, though. I know what you mean. Because the whole time you're like, she's so detached from everything. Yes. I don't know. But see, I'm wondering that about Melanie Griffith the whole time, too. As about Johnson. <laughs> Is she a robot the whole time? Because oh. she mentioned she has brains and stuff at one point. What? But maybe she's just advanced. I but anyway, this, this just turned into Blade theory. Runner. So, <laughs> so Sam, uh, so, oh, sorry. Lester gears up, heads out after Johnson and Sam, who are meeting with Jake at Snappy Tom's. That's where they're heading to meet. So, um,. Sam almost crashes the car. Him and Johnson get out, and just in a very confusing piece to me, they just start making out. And I this love that he's the craziest team. The car is like smoking and stuff, or like you know hissing and stuff. It's all hot. So, so he lays her on the hot hood of the car. Yes, the what? hood of the car is on fire. This is crazy. Yes. So Sam, Sam is driving her car, her favorite possession, the whole world. Right. He is staring at her as she's sleeping. And because he's not watching the road, he just crashes into, into a, like a, a boulder. Into a boulder. <laughs> the car is smoking and on fire. And they get out of the car. And she's like, Bleh, And they start making out it's all over no each other. And while they're making out, because they're getting so hot and heavy, we see a close-up of the back of her belt. And she has the tape of Cherry. Well, yeah. we saw. I did skip that. We saw Jake hand her the tape recorder oh i earlier. missed that actually yeah. I so the before they they split out of lester's place right before they ignite the bomb and everything jake hands it to her all slyly and she slips it in her back pocket oh. you're correct though we then see it in her back pocket as they're making out and, and her butt nudges it and it starts playing exactly. the audio of the earlier scene of cherry 2000 the, the same scene we keep Go hearing on. including Not the original sure. soundtrack and it starts <laughs> with the music which doesn't make any sense to me and so he notices she has the chip from cherry still on her he thought it was lost with the donkey. <laughs> they argue for a second before Lester's guys show up and they start shooting at them. And she's shooting at this car that's driving at them and it just flips. <laughs> if you shoot a car hard enough, it'll just flip over. And, you know, Sam grabs a that's grenade 18 rules. And, yeah. her, and then suddenly they're not mad at each other anymore. Um, so it cuts to them getting to a place suddenly that's a brothel and gas station, which I thought was a funny little that detail. Was, yeah, that's a great laugh. <laughs> and, uh, it's just like a little junkyard at a gas station kind of thing. And they get out and they're walking around. We meet Snappy Jake, who is Harry Carey Jr. And uh, Randa, not Rhonda, who is there. Uh, and Jake happens to be there already as well. So that was their meeting point. I want to yeah. not skip by no. one of my top five favorite lines of dialogue in the movie, which is Lester is giving orders to his minions, like, you go here, do this, blah, blah, blah. And then he looks at both of them and he says, keep the sun out of your eyes and be yourselves. Yes. Which <laughs> <laughs> is still a thing that me and my sister say to each other all the time. Keep the sun out of your eyes and be yourself. <laughs> be yourself. There's <laughs> completely inexplicable. There's another shirt for Red Bull. It's a good one. It's a good one. Keep the sun out of your eyes and, and be yourself. And be yourselves. Inspirational. Like what if they that needs to be like a, a poster? Words to what I want, I wanted the movie to end with him like taking his minion aside and saying, "Now listen, I, I did see that you you kept the sun in your eyes, and that was good, but you were not being yourself you not, out there. You were not true to yourself. So unfortunately, <laughs> paper bag for you. <laughs> you were true to yourself, <laughs> but you didn't keep the sun out of your eyes. Give me the paper bag. You were totally yourself out there, but I thought you were squinting at one point. I'm pretty sure that was the sun. <laughs> you need to keep the sun out of your eyes. <laughs> So. And, and, and in the line what of that, that detail, what does that mean? That's not even like a metaphorical thing. <laughs> no, it's insane. Keep the sun out of your eyes. You know you what I mean? Do like, you see all of his minions have sunscreen on their faces later in the movie, which is a really strange detail. Be yourself. That is true. They've got their zinc They've on their, their nose. nose zinc, you yeah, know what? Yeah. It's practical advice for like your life. It's and two then, separate like, good pieces of advice. It's like, it's like metaphorical, or not metaphorical, but it's like it's like practical advice. So like, hey, you know what? Be yourself, and you know what? 
put a shirt on. Nobody reminds me of. Make sure you comb your hair and brush your teeth. (laughs) You know what I mean? Somebody else he reminds me of, but then I started thinking of Hank Scorpio from The Simpsons. Oh. <laughs> yeah, it's like that. That does sound like a Hank Scorpio. It's kind of it's a like, missing Hank Scorpio. Yeah, like, Don't like these shoes? Me neither. Get the hell out of here. <laughs> <laughs> Ever seen a guy yell at a shoe? Or say goodbye to a shoe? Well, once. All right, all right. Sorry, go off topic there. Uh, Wait, so, let's just start talking about that episode. <laughs> we should do that episode one. Brief sidebar. Uh, anyway. Uh. So, um, John, we see Johnson uh, start trying to get an old wrecked plane working again. Her and Sam, to me, have a really odd exchange here where they're just viciously arguing that she's wasting her time getting this plane so going. So she is so... What happens is, <laughs> because she plays the audio of Cherry, he's like, oh, I'm still in love with Cherry. And she's so bummed out that they didn't do it. Yeah, I guess and it's so the friction building. She's really jealous yeah. of, of him or angry at yeah. him. And so the whole rest of the movie, she's like, ugh, I hate you. She's I'm going to I'm gonna build this place that has a, fa- a face on the front of it by myself. So I guess that's how we know she's not an android, because she's too emo. Yeah. So, <laughs> it's, but this plane has a face. I yeah. think it's important to say. Yeah. It has like a, ugh, kind of well, face. Don't, all does. the planes that you ride on have faces? <laughs> well, I mean, I, all the, the ones I that I here, ride on have faces. <laughs> the one I wrote here today did not. But <laughs> it, so we cut back to Lester finding the flip truck uh, that they shot earlier. He calls Snappy Tom on the radio. Oh. And he tells him to be on the lookout for Sam and Johnson. Randa grabs the radio for some reason. I guess because of what I just noticed while we were watching it earlier, she apparently is in bed, literally, with Lester. So uh, she tells him that they're already there. So Lester gets his guys and they move on out. Do you have anything you want to say about that? Well, one thing that we missed at the gas station in Brothel is that yeah. the owner of the gas station in Brothel sees, what, Six Finger Jake? No, Snappy John. He sees Snappy Oh, I'm sorry. He sees Six. I'm sorry. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So the Snappy Tom sees Six yes. Finger Jake and says, Dogs and cats. I heard you was dead. <laughs> Dogs and cats. I like that. Good line that is of dialogue. Good. I like and that. Yeah. one of the great things is so they get the plane working, of course. Yeah. And Snappy Tom says... And he says this to Randy. He says, Take out the plane working. Get the macaroni and Get cheese. Get the macaroni and cheese. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's a, it is funny for a moment, but there's, I mean, it's still funny, but uh, there's a specific reason for that. So, so. Lester, uh, so we see Johnson got the plane working, as you mentioned. So Randa calls him for lunch after that. So it's to distract him and get him back inside is the reason. So Johnson sees Lester coming. They call Jake. Randa shoots and kills Jake. So he's dead. Johnson gets the plane going, and Sam jumps aboard just in time for them to leave. Now, what? <laughs> time for my next favorite line of dialogue. Oh, yep. yeah, here we the go. The back half of this movie what is we, so full of What are we up to? Number great. four, number I two, think, number I think three? this is four. Number four on Jake's Countdown. I think <laughs> I think this is four. I don't. I think the macaroni and cheese line is probably my favorite. But that is good. The, out of context, that's such a weird it line. It is funny. Look at yeah. the plane working. Get the macaroni and cheese. Go get the macaroni yeah, and cheese. You're like, what? Are, are you going to eat it out? Are you throw it out of the plane? I mean, not that it makes any sense that they get macaroni and cheese to me, but specifically but what uh, Lester this guy is is amazing he is one of the few people who understands the kind of movie that he's in Tim Thomerson or whatever his name is yeah yes Tom Timerson he says <laughs> he, he goes up to Snappy Tom and he says I don't uh, I don't like what I feel I feel anger I'm experiencing anger Snappy <laughs> and that's, he says it just like that that's great that's pretty that's really that good, good delivery that's good delivery <laughs> So Lester pulls up and yells at Snappy because they got away. Uh, Lester ends up shooting Randa before they leave. And that was where I noticed he had said, like, uh, she had a... He says something about her personality, having a bad personality or something there. Oh, yes, he does. That was what I noticed from earlier because he said, I love your personality. Anyway, uh, after Lester shoots uh, Randa, 
Uh, they fly into. We see. We cut back to them flying. The sun. So we see, see them <laughs> flying sorry. into what appears to be the Las Vegas Strip, covered in sand, reclaimed by the desert. That was pretty cool. Yeah, yeah that's a good image. Yeah, I like good, that. Good, good images cool. in this movie. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, it had some, definitely had some good ideas. Uh, so Lester pulls up. Uh, oops, sorry, I'm skipping backwards in my notes on accident. So <laughs> Sam and Johnson break into. They land. They break into what looks like an old casino. I assume uh, they. It, what I thought was pretty cool about the imagery again here is since it's been reclaimed by the by the desert, they have to break in like through the roof because that's the ground level. Yeah, yeah you're right only now, seeing the roofs, which is of pretty these, sweet, like casinos and things like that. It's, yeah, it's pretty neat. which is pretty awesome. And it the imagery cool. of you know where they go, which is this factory. Yeah, is really cool. Yeah, it's all of these like women in like, plastic bags. So it's very ominous and creepy. Yeah, yeah. so they they get into this casino and uh, we see Lester mm. and his gang moving in on the place. Um, and Sam is looking through what uh, I guess looks like a storage place, like you kind of mentioned. It's full of he, all these android girls. And so he's looking for a cherry unit. Uh, and Lester and his guys are getting in place uh, to get to surround the building. Sure, he's looking, for, he's looking for a cherry for his unit. So Sam finds the cherry unit. <clears throat> And puts the disc in her without even pulling her out of the bag, really. And what she wakes up instantly. They share this big sloppy kiss while Johnson watches, kind of disgusted, and walks then, away. Important to know yeah. that uh, what's, what's the actor's name to play Sam? Uh, David Andrews. David Andrews. Even his name's boring. We weird kisser up there with Roger Moore with weirdest kissers. Uh, he's not that bad. Roger Moore just presses his face against another he person's face. He makes like a cartoon like pursed lips like and then At goes least right that's in. something. Roger Moore just like presses. Well, that's what I was saying about Roger Moore. It's like putting your hands together like, <laughs> and making a kissing yeah, motion. Yeah, that like, is what it is. That's Roger Moore. Like this guy at least is like making a template. Like, but this guy I think opens, I do it with my lips, right? With no, my this lips. guy opens his entire mouth and like opens Swallows his entire her. mouth like, on top of her mouth. Uh, <laughs> like, oh. I'm supposed to eat you, right? <laughs> yeah. Not like that, she says. Yeah. <laughs> So, <laughs> hey man, hey, listen, you can cut all this out. Corn Johnson starts walking away after she wakes up. Uh, she looks all put out, you know, and then um, so just then the lights switch on as Lester's gang hits the power, which for some reason still works. Uh, they have a shootout as they are attempting to get away. Cherry is like a uh, kid taking her time and saying, we like as they go. <laughs> it's like she's clearly detached from the situation, right? She's just uh, really not paying attention to what's going on. So Sam and Johnson like are working pretty well together. They get them, you know, they start shooting back at the guys. They get them all knocked out and they continue their escape. Once they get outside, Sam just sort of shoots the crap out of Lester. Yeah, and there's not really any other way to and say it. Very bad editing. The way they, I mean, Lester's death is hilarious. Like he shoots him nine thousand times. It's like Godfather. And then they cut back to Lester, who's like twirling around, and then he falls through this glass, like because he like falls into like one of the places through the roof. So he he starts climbing back out. You know, of course he's not dead. No, too easy. But uh, it was still from a horror movie. The way, <laughs> Apparently. The way he gets Apparently. killed, quote-unquote, is 
even weirder though yeah he does not it appears that he would not die from the way he died it takes me a couple lines to wrap it up if you want. yeah go ahead go ahead yeah. so they um they get in the plane uh so uh sam and um and johnson and uh cherry get in the plane and they start to take off but it's struggling because of the weight they say so johnson Ouch. ends up jumping out so that he can leave with his cherry unit because she's done her duty at this point and uh sam is suddenly sad about that which i thought was kind of like fun and almost weird. what he realizes as they're flying is like cherry is totally vapid and hollow like everything yeah. she says is just means nothing to him Why? yeah he hasn't figured that out before now i have no idea well she, she seems the, the she weird also thing represents me, a boring life and he's just yeah, had these shootouts and everything that's true. you know with johnson and they've that's had a good, a good time point. but she seems that's a good point she seems dumber than she did at the beginning of the movie she like, does he grilled her on not knowing who invented vaseline but who would know that yeah <laughs> like that's a fine thing to not know well she's supposed to know like everything or whatever if i you don't think know. about it it's supposed to be like an embodiment of siri or whatever like yeah you know i guess I mean? that's true but it, uh, essentially I maybe but yeah i think what what, he, what you're supposed to think is oh she's so hollow and, and e johnson is so deep yeah well which they, i don't know if that's true, ad- adaptable but. they had fun they did an adventure yeah, together so yeah. they grew close maybe he does need a real is woman. it that I don't know. or he that she anything. gave like in the beginning cherry gave him a weird look when she was like who invented vaseline and she was like it, it, it like she glitched out yeah, yeah. And she like went walked over away and he was like well, machine and was sad. that would have been weird you could have just said i don't know yeah like, you know what i mean that is, is just, it, I just ignore it i don't know <laughs> yeah. it seemed to me like he was challenging her and was like yeah you idiot yeah you don't know who invented vaseline do you mm-hmm. <laughs> Your daddy does. walk away <laughs> let me mansplain you no, anyway. daddy knows about vaseline <laughs> and it was creepy he said that what conversation did i just slip into this is so weird i don't know what's happening right now so lester's guys are all shooting at johnson now that you can see from the plane <laughs> and sam sees you know all this decides to head back to her he lands the plane he tells cherry to get him a pepsi she gets out of the plane <laughs> and sam leaves her he just flies away and she says and picks up pepsi? johnson <laughs> yes she's just so detached so sam tells johnson she's just a robot and they fly away until lester's lester lassos the plane <laughs> on one of the wheels gets carried away by the plane and smacks into a casino statue his face uh, right, I mean, in, I don't know like, what right in the bosom of the statue. Yes. Which I guess, which I think is supposed to be metaphorical, like, aha, see? No, it's His not. covetousness towards women <laughs> killed him in some kind of metaphorical way. And But that's not how he was. That's how he, Sam was. He died how he lived. In fact, that's exactly. Full of boobs in his face. Yeah. Dangling from an airplane. Dangling from an airplane, hitting statues. With two first names. I don't know what that means. So... Then uh, Cherry has Ginger sit down next to her, uh, like at a statue thing, and they just casually start eating sandwiches together. This is yeah, what I wanted to come to to Ginger say: is Ginger sandwiches. is Ginger an android? I think because so. Cherry opens the sandwich and just starts looking at it, and Ginger starts eating it though. Yeah, and from what's been established briefly in the storyline, the androids don't really eat. Do you know what a problem with this movie is? Is that we only ever see Sam with an android. That's we don't as far as we know way better. I mean, you see that now, guy throw his android outside of the hotel. But was room. was Randa an android? I assume so. Randroid. <laughs> Randroid. Oh, was that why that was her name? <laughs> um, I assume so. But that, it's never that might, it's never said. Was Randroid a android? I don't know. <laughs> 
one of the one of the key questions of our century. Oh, so anyway, to end a it, question that's long haunted. Sam and Johnson make out on the plane, it's fly the off universe, fly and off into the sunset, fly into the sunset, just like uh, Western would. And, and the I love start that, really early. Well, but hold on, I love that there's a donkey. So they're <laughs> they flying show off the into the sunset, alive. and the donkey down there grazing on some grass, and the credits start rolling. That's why I like and this it's movie. not even grazing on grass; so, it's grazing on dirt. That's, that's why I like this movie. Why it's do you like it? Because it's bad. So, so shut up. No, let's go there. So, let's go around. Final, final thoughts yeah, or whatever. Yeah. Mac, go ahead since no, you started. Ed, Jake, your guess. Right, okay, first. Jake. Yeah, whoever. Thank what, what, what are your thought. overall kind of encompassing thoughts? Because you, you made us watch you, this. You thing. chose it. I, yeah, this was my pick. If you didn't know that, I, I am obsessed with this movie. I've watched it many times. Me and my sister would always seek out bad movies, and we found this movie. And we would watch it pretty often and would show it to anybody who cared to to watch it with us. Like, we were always like, you have to see this crazy movie, Chase doesn't. <laughs> and I do like it, but I think, ironically, I mean, it's just so crazy to me. Like, the choices it makes are so inexplicable, but it's very watchable. Like, I love a bad movie that's watchable. I would, I would yes. consider this to be a bad movie, but it all, it has all of the fun qualities of a B-movie. But it looks really cool. The performances are crazy. There's like memorably bad lines of dialogue that I like to repeat. <laughs> there, so there I do like this movie. I would recommend things. that anybody watch it. You'll like once you watch it, you'll want to talk about it with people, and then you can come back and listen to the podcast. Yes, <laughs> exactly. Thanks. Yeah. That's pretty concise. Uh, Peter, what do you think? What's your what's your overall view of the movie? Did you want to give yours? Mine mine goes in an extreme direction. Oh, man. Okay, here's mine. I own this movie. I saw this movie when I was, like, 10. Um, In the video. That's why you like this movie. Why? Because when you're 10 years old and you see a bunch of sex robots, you're like, hey, oh, yeah. that's the future. No, I saw a boob in a shadow. I did. I saw some side boob, and I was like, you know what? This is my kind of film. I don't know what that is, but I kind of like it. <laughs> no, but, like, I just... I, I like that it's weird. I like that it's out there. It's different. It's got a lot going on. I'm not a big fan of Melanie Griffith, but there's there's enough in here. Tom Thomerson, really, I, I wish he was the lead. He would have been a lot better as the lead. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, oh, he's so good as the villain, but I kind of agree he with He is, you. but he would have been better. Uh, he probably would have gotten bored with the lead because there's really not a whole lot going on. And I think that's the whole point of the lead is that he's sort of bland and sort of boring. Yep. Uh, because he lives a bland, boring life, and he and he likes a robot, like an android. Like he doesn't, he doesn't like anything real. He likes everything fake. Yeah. That's why he has that meal, and he thinks it's what what is fancy is like you know his favorite food, which is hamburgers and wine. He thinks that's a fancy, and that's what people did back then. Like he has no concept of what people actually do, because he's like living in this fake reality. And there's some interesting stuff going on in this movie. Like you could say, oh, they didn't really think about this movie. This movie is just a quick cash grab or whatever. I don't but think I, it disagree. Was that at all. This I disagree. I disagree because one, who is this movie for? Really, you can ask that question. Yeah. And yeah. so I'm like, it's not a quick cash grab because it's like, well, who is this would be marketed to? This is clearly somebody's vision. This is clearly like, sorry. Tim yeah, Thompson yeah, yeah, this just got like he just got Godfathered, like he just got riddled with bullets. His death is sorry, it, that's not funny, but just the way he flails about is funny, and just that that's his demise, and that's what happens to ba- him, basically. Basically, I mean, more or less. Yeah, more or less. So anyway, but I, I just there's a lot going on here. I do like it. It's this. There's a, there's an arc. The, our main character has an arc, and honestly, you can <laughs> you can see you can see that. That uh, even though the arc is as clear as day from the opening, that you know he likes robots and so he's gonna meet up with a woman and he's gonna find a real woman. You know, it's I, I get it. You know, there's a lot of Pinocchio syndrome stuff going on in here. So there, 
there's some interesting lines there's some great settings there's some good action set pieces in this you will not be bored with this movie and i pop it in every couple of years just to, to be like you know what i'm in for something weird something different and uh i always check this out i can understand if somebody's like this is terrible i never want to watch it again i can understand if everybody's like you know i kind of like it but i also kind of hate it because for the longest time i flat out was like i don't like it or hate it it's kind of weird but i kind of want to watch it again and then after a while i was just like you know what i think i just kind of love this movie i think i just i really love it because i can't stop watching it i can't stop talking about it that's i can't stop i'm with you you know what i mean i want to i i want to see it again i want to see it again from the beginning because i feel like there's stuff that i'm missing but that's what i wanted to say peter i want you to chime in because i feel like you have a lot to say you're queuing us up here so i don't agree with anything you just said okay cool (laughs) um i think you can as we just did stepping through the movie yeah i i like that there's scenes that you can talk about there's definitely cool scenes uh there's really cool ideas in this movie but at no point while i was watching this movie was i not bored (laughs) oh really i was so bored watching this movie it took me three days to get through it the second time i'd seen it once before you've seen this before though and it was so I, I hate it. I so so what, what do you so what do you not like about it? Well, so let me say. So first off, Sam is such a dork, but does so many cool things uh, for just out of nowhere, like casually. Yes. People don't treat him like a dork, which seemed a little odd because he's like kind of like the rich, you know, Wall Street sort of a guy mm-hmm. kind of thing. Like, well, I don't know. But what I'm, I'm leading to something with that. So bear with me here. So uh, there's. The movie seems like it should have been very interesting with all the weird and quirky things that we've just talked about. The great dialogue. The Most of the actors work pretty well. It just falls flat, I guess. Um, I think it would be a great candidate for a remake. Um, they were going to remake it. Out of all of the good movies that Hollywood keeps remaking, choose something like this that had a clear vision, had a whole world built, and do something else with it. And I think ultimately why it fell flat for me and the reason I was saying the stuff about Sam, uh, the leading man there, is I, I don't care about any of the characters or what happens to them at any point. Just as Jake suddenly just got shot and was dead after that one scene, that could have happened to any character, and I, I don't really care. I was not invested in anybody yeah. in anybody's plight. I do not care that Jake or I'm sorry that Sam found love. I do not care that you know uh, Johnson lost Jake. I none of it. it hit home. It all fell flat. I think that's huh. the issue with this movie is it's so like allegorical that it's like distant and you don't care yeah. about anybody. But somebody, I, I do agree with what you guys are saying though. That like this is a very specific vision for somebody. There was a lot of thought. Uh, I think initially put into the story that did not make it into the movie. Um, I feel like somebody was going somewhere with it that maybe just got cut or, you know, edited down or watered down or I don't know if this is the case. It feels like one that maybe changed hands of directors. It's pretty short. It's only like 90 minutes, this movie, which is kind of surprising given like the scope of it and everything. And then also if they would have just gone like I feel like they should have scaled back one way or the other. Uh, Go a full hard R. And have a little more fun with it. It was really surprising that a movie about sex robots... Scale it back to PG and lose the sex robot stuff and make it a kid's movie or something. Yeah. I don't know. Like, go one way or the other. Like, they were so... Well, they didn't make a choice. You can can do it without... I, I agree. You could do it with, like... Um, they tried to do it halfway, and they they really 
couldn't get it done because it's either like, well, this is my wife or whatever, and you make it so that it's like bland, and you leave like the kissing out, the making out on the floor with the wet dress. You like you take that out, and you make it a kids movie where a guy is like, he thinks he wants a fake wife, but he really wants a real woman. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Like, or like you said, you go the whole way, and you're like, okay, well, let's ex- really explore this as far as like. What would it be like to have well, you know have a fake woman? Explicit. What would but it be like, like? You know, right. go, go a little harder, harder with it, and you know, make it more mature. But the the other thing that I thought too, when when I was thinking about what you're saying, rather yeah. than being like his sex robot or something, his android, like have it. What if it was his? What if he was a wholesome family man, and that was his maid that he'd had since he was a kid, and he had to go. He needed to find the other model, and this was. And you like him, and you're feeling for him. Oh, I see what you're backstory. saying. Like it's you sort of like his like assistant that. who cleans up after him, yeah, and like she's always lived. She's his maid, and it's yeah. like she knows everything. And now and he's on and this I, fun journey. I like this model, and but now we're invested in him because there's a history with that, rather than just a shallow. For what this was, that's a better story. What you're talking about is a better. It could is a be, better. Story. I think it could be more. It could work a little better. But then, like, why why have the love interest? Then what's that about? Is it so then they. He gets the maid and then also the love. I guess that's the thing. The issue with this movie is is definitely Sam, right? Because you can't, like, validate him and say – make you like it is, him. It is glue-glue. Glue-glue, by the way. Glue-glue. That's it what I thought glue, when glue. I first saw it. Okay. It looks like glue-glue. Glue-glue. Sorry. Well, I, well, I, I didn't the mean G's and the C's I, the same on the I side. just interrupted you. I'm sorry. Uh, it just flashed on the screen. Uh, I forgive you. But, no. it. So, <laughs> <laughs> like, if you make Sam – too likable then it like validates him objectifying women and wanting to you know bang robots but if you because <laughs> he is a weirdo even in this world everybody thinks he's a weirdo yeah sort of. but if you yeah. make him sort of but they still way, respect him but the way he they is do. i i it's like weird. what you said where he's clearly to us a complete like loser dork but nobody <laughs> treats him like that in no, the movie it's very so normal. we're kind of like Wait, this movie Who thinks that this guy this is movie? cool? Who directed this movie? Because uh, I have a feeling it's a somebody it's foreign. Steve De, Steve DeJarnet? DeJarnet? DeJarnet. <laughs> Steve DeJarnet. Um, Wait, so I have it right here. He's only directed 12 things. Uh, Steve DeJarnet. Believe it or not, in Alfred Hitchcock Presents. He's a pilot. Strange <laughs> Brew, The X-Files. No, he's American. He's American. This, yeah. He directed Lizzie McGuire episodes. <laughs> oh, he did Strange Brew? That makes me happy that he went from sex robot to a different sex robot. <laughs> no. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> I'm looking up the... Uh, not touching that Some one. episodes of ER. He, he did Aeon Flux, an episode. That's really? Kind of funny. Nash Bridges. He did a lot of TV, it looks like. Well, he definitely... I don't know if he had any... I don't know who... who let's see who Which is this. really funny that he did a lot of TV. We're finding out now because you mentioned the pilot thing earlier. It just feels like it. It does. It just feels like well, it. I think that's a solid... A, because it created a solid TV take, world. Yeah. Because the world it builds, yeah, that's it's very TV. There's a lot. There's a, yeah. There's a very TV, and it just like okay, what was that about? It's kind of like uh, Showdown, where yeah. there's like a lot of Chekhov's gun that we were talking yeah, about, where yeah. it's like they show us stuff, and you're like, oh, I guess that never came back. Yeah, I kind of, I kind of wondered about it because you focused in up. on it. Yeah, yeah that they so. don't ever bring back into play. Well, that's that's an interesting take, Peter. Um, I, I totally see where you're coming from with that. So I, I could see, like I said, I could see how somebody's just like, nah, this doesn't I'm, work I'm for me. I'm split on the recommendation, though, because I know we always do oh, uh, yeah. recommend or don't recommend. I, I kind of don't want... I know that Jake recommended it. Yeah, you recommend I, it. Right? I recommend. You recommend it. I do recommend it. You might hate it, but you won't regret it. I do recommend it, it my, but my recommendation with a caveat, though. is more of a curiosity for B-movies, because this is considered yeah, a cult yeah, movie. Yeah. I personally don't understand it, other than... I don't either, because it's not good. I it's, will say this. 
I don't understand why it's a cult classic movie. Like, I like it, but I'm a weirdo yeah. that likes weird movies. Um, but I, it, this movie does have a following. I think it definitely has a following. But I don't is. understand why Rocky Horror Picture Show has a following. But that's another discussion. <laughs> that's another discussion. Yeah. But I've never I, seen it. I have a caveat as for the recommendation. I just I think that yes, you should definitely check this movie out if you're into weird B movies. Yeah. Or if you want to check out something weird. If this is like this is probably not entry level. <laughs> Peter just uh, pointed out that they think the glory hole in antiques, the antiques, glory hole antiques, antiques uh, in the credits which here, means which that was is a real awesome. place. Which is why, guys, even though it's not a Marvel movie, you should always watch the credits. You should always, I always watch the credits. Although there is the a great after credit scene where Lester gets up and he's like, "Next time, I'm gonna get that Sam." No, he doesn't. And I'm going to tread well. No, he doesn't. I'm going to tread well on his face. That's right. Um, Now I've got to get the macaroni. (laughs) No, but so, Peter, you do not recommend it. Uh, Well, I I would recommend it if if you're a fan of cinema and historical stuff, I think you should at least see it once, but I don't recommend it as a movie that you'll like. Can I say (laughs) something that you'll say? That's a weird recommendation. Can I, can I say something? Feel free to fast forward at any point if you get bored. Like, yeah. cause you're not going to ever miss anything because nothing makes sense anyway. So if you like get bored and like, ah, fast that forward is to true. the next. That is like, there's true. a couple scenes where they're just hanging out in front of enemy bad guy encampments. Well, and it's and an easy or one driving. To, it's or a driving. good one to watch in segments if you don't want to sit down and yeah. watch a whole movie through. Because that's as, the way Peter had to do it. <laughs> well, and as we just did on the podcast here, if you talk about or think about some of the scenes just as isolated scenes, they are interesting. There's a lot of really cool stuff to like here. That just to you're me just saying flat. doesn't doesn't fit together. It doesn't ever do anything yeah. with it, and I I don't know I I don't know why I feel like a prop guy just had a lot of fun with this movie, which is cool, but it doesn't. Whoever oh, was doing like yeah. props and set design <laughs> like is the reason this movie is watchable at all. You're yeah. you're correct. I'll and agree. And with that, that like the two stunts, two or three stunts in this, so they were pretty good. Yeah, yeah. Jake. Yeah. yeah, Peter, did you have anything else? No, I'm good. You're good. All right. Can I pitch my hopefully next appearance in this episode? Or on um, the show, rather. Yeah, oh, go cool. ahead. And then, I'm going to appear later on this <laughs> wait, same wait. episode. I don't care. going to keep going without me. <laughs> it is. It's going to be going for 24 hours. We're going <laughs> to live stream it. No, uh, do that and then tell us where people can find you and okay. all this other stuff. So we'll roll that all in one. I mentioned earlier I have bad taste in movies, which is why I like movies such as Cherry 2000 and Ocean's 12. <laughs> I am a defender of the movie Batman v Superman Dawn of Justice. Oh, no. I want to come back. And I want to, by the end of a walkthrough of that movie, convince you guys that that is a okay movie okay i'm gonna let you continue peter might veto that because do you hate it more than anything in the world no he's i don't think he's ever seen it and he has no interest in watching it at all oh well that was that's a good though because you're coming in from a more neutral place i'll watch it you'll watch it i'll watch it really let's all watch it together and then do it <laughs> i have it right now we can watch it right now if, you uh, want. if i didn't have to get home to my wife ah wife she might you'll get another one <laughs> she wants to watch a movie i get wives all the time <laughs> she, my wife my wife likes watching this movie with me by the way we had a blast watching it this morning it's fun to watch with other people don't oh, watch it by movie? yourself that's a bummer oh okay so watch this movie with other people yeah because you like p- people who are willing to like chime in and make fun of it oh or i do you, that by myself because i'm a weirdo oh. i sit here and just be like ah you're stupid and then i'm like right dog and the dog's like no <laughs> dog's like change my diaper um i uh Gross. Where you can find me is on Twitter at Jacob Kreitz, C-R-I-T-E-S. You can also, please, if you like the show Lost or hate it, uh, or I've never seen it, uh, me and my wife are uh, doing a show called Lost and Found, uh, which is on all the podcast places now, where 
I have seen the show before and she is not. So the first half of the show, we get her reactions as a new viewer to the series, get her crazy theories and stuff. Second half, we do spoilers for the whole series. Um, and then Grand Moff talking the Star Wars show. That's awesome. Which is fun. Can people follow you on Twitter? Did you already say that? Yeah, I did. Oh, you did. Pay attention. I wasn't paying attention. I heard. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm over here looking at stuff. I apologize. I apologize. No, no I have listened to both shows. I'm a fan of Grand Moff Talking, and I have listened to one of the episodes. I don't know if it's the first episode. It's the first and only episode. It's, it's the first and only episode. You've made it a point to say you're not a fan of it, which is interesting to me. That's not true. You said you're a fan of Grand Moff Talking, and I've also listened to Lost and Found, which is, that's harsh. It's harsh I, you didn't let me finish. I, I was saying <laughs> no that need. I didn't know which episode of Lost and Found I listened to. Oh, you listened to the first one. It gets first one. From okay, me. good. I am a fan of this show. They're very cute together. I really like it. And I like your insights on the back half of the show, uh, talking about the particular episode, which you guys discussed the pilot episode. So That was the pilot. Yeah. That was really, really, really good. It's. I don't know that I'll watch every episode of lost to do it i, I recommend yeah. that you should you probably should if you're you know if you're if curious you've never show, seen lost watch it along with us yeah if you've it's never seen it definitely fun. watch it but and i've seen it a few times so i'm probably not going to rewatch it because i'm in the middle of rewatching a bunch of stuff yeah, and i'm trying to do I this podcast yeah. it's tough to so it's with. tough to do that but i there are episodes that i am going to watch when you get to them yeah i will definitely rewatch because we there are, try to um do a few per episode because if you're watching for the first time it's tough to just watch one you want to binge a few so we're doing like a few per episode yeah both yeah. podcasts are very good um yeah the grandma talking the star wars podcast is a lot of fun you guys need to branch out more and do crazy stuff like you did before with Batman. I love when you guys talked about Batman. That was well. A lot of fun. Tune in to our newest episode to be about Infinity War. So there you go. Are you guys doing Infinity War? Yeah, you losers. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Peter. Do you have anything for us? Any? Do you have any recommendations before we leave? You said you wanted to talk about something else, and I cut you off and told you to save it to the end. You oh, start me? talking about. Oh, I was going to talk Mario. about if we wanted to do like a video game episode. Okay, but, we might uh, save that one for later then. We'll save that for another sure, episode. Sure, yeah. Uh, Peter, you got anything for us? No, I'm good. Uh, Nothing to recommend? Nothing new going on in your life? No. How's your spastic colon? <laughs> Pretty good. <laughs> That's it's not calm true. down. I don't know why I said that. That's not <laughs> true at all. He doesn't have a spastic colon. <laughs> My spastic colon's acting up. Um, <laughs> that's it, guys. This is an extra long one, but thanks for listening because this was super, super fun. Hopefully, it was super fun to listen to. Uh, we'll see you next time. Everybody say goodbye. Goodbye. Bye. Thanks, guys. We're adding this after the fact because I'm an idiot. Hi. Uh, Jake's still here. Yeah. And Peter's still here. Peter. Maybe. I don't know. (laughs) Um, As we're supposed to do before we leave. Yeah. And I forgot. Okay. All guests of the show Mm. receive a gift from Super Movie Ball. What? Peter, Peter, keep talking. It better be a Blu-ray copy. Hey, guys. Uh, So I'm here. Mac is getting a gift, apparently. (laughs) Pants are staying on. Hopefully it's the Zack Snyder collection on Blu-ray. Shuffle, shuffle, shuffle. <laughs> shuffle, shuffle. Shuffle, shuffle. Shuffle, shuffle. I'm so excited. Oh my god, I can see it through the bag and I'm already happy. You're happy? He's, he's ah. Oh yeah, there we go. Sorry. <laughs> it better have been really expensive. I see no, you take out the price tag. Sorry guys, I wasn't ready for commentary. <laughs> we a got you guy. a gift. It's a shy guy. It's a shy guy from Mario It's appropriate that I talked about Mario earlier. I know you like Mario. Oh man, I do. And I believe it's from all the way from Japan. Japanese. It's from Japan. Yeah, so... Cut out me saying Japan. I didn't mean to say it like that. <laughs> Not good. It's from, from Japan. Are you from Mad Men? <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, thanks Stay for coming tuned. on the show, Jake. We appreciate it. Thank you. It's this awesome. is great. I'm so yeah. excited. We'll see you next time. Maybe. I don't know about that choice that you have. <laughs> no one's looking forward to the episode, but we'll do it at some time. That's why it'll be great. I think so. I think it'll be good. Oh, Heated boy. discussion.
it's next gonna, time on it, Super Movie <laughs> Next time. Well, I mean next time. Next time on Dragon Ball Z. <laughs> <laughs> All right, bye. Bye. That was really fun. Yeah, I, that was great. I've always wanted to Good talk job, about that dude. movie with people. I didn't know you hated this movie. I want I to. Bad. I want to like the movie. It's got a lot of. Stuff I always want to like every movie. Good. I feel bad. I will say. Every time we do these, you get movies that you hate. It's the point of the list. <laughs> <laughs> I know it doesn't apply to guest uh, episodes. Well, no, it does. It does. But he just was real passionate about it. That's fine. I didn't mind talking about it. Mm. No, it's fun. Glad. It's glad. fun to talk about because there are scenes that are fun. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of fun stuff. It's a crazy movie. movie. Like, well, you should have told me to take. I don't think it's good. To do the play-by-play -play notes. Be happy. Better man for it. I gotta <laughs> keep you happy, man. I can't do this by myself. <laughs> I'll be left here with this diaper dog, <laughs> Mrs. Peabody. <laughs> so you gotta. So what do you want to talk about? Well, I probably got here five, so. You gotta leave? Yeah. That's right, there's a clock on the computer. <laughs> <laughs> right in front of me. Yeah. Same thing I already said, like, on our last episode. Because I just got done editing when I came over to your house. Yeah, oh. And okay. I did the same exact intro I just heard because I had listened to it like five times while I was editing. <laughs> so, you know. Cause I was like, yeah, I'm back in a big way, and I'm like, back in a big way. You just said that. I don't know why I said that, but I just did. This should be the intro. You should just cut into this. Just talking. I thought about doing that. We should just do it. Anyway, Nerdish style. But you can't talk because I have to introduce you because we're very formal on this show. That's true. So shut your mouth. Oh. <laughs> it's two shoots, one lie. Two trivia's in a. <laughs> all right, all right. So we, we put like a, sorry, we oh, put like a jingle. I forgot. To oh, I didn't hold for bumper. We, yeah, there's a bumper. There you go. That's, you're using the proper terms. I don't know the proper terms. I'm like, we got a jingle. For radio man. Yeah. I'm leaving all this. I write things on notes and I listen to analog radio. I don't even know if that's not a thing. Analog radio. Get out of my house. <laughs> <So spray. laughs> Being walking around. We hold on one second. Oh, it's just a man. Arch, it's okay. Alright, buddy. Yeah, I know. He's he shouldn't be here. <laughs> that's what I was waiting for. He usually goes nuts. Oh, that's fine. Archie, come here. Sorry, pick it back up. Oh, it's very possible that that was just like a tumble tire. It's like <laughs> a tumble tire. This is the guitar music that comes in, or is this the? See, I can't music even remember. You, if you want, we can pause and you can unmute for a second. Yeah, this is still too far ahead. I think. Oh, this is right. Is this it? No, it was before this. It's before this. Yeah. Did I skip ahead? Oh. Yeah. So it's right after this. Hold on. There's the tire bunk. Yeah, he just... <laughs> but there's more tires down there, and there's tires next to it, too. 
<laughs> I really want it to be tumble tires. That's my thing. I like her outfit. She looks kind of cool throughout the movie. You know what she reminds me of? Um, what's her face from Space Hunter? Uh, Molly Ringwald? She reminds me of her in this. Yeah. From Space Hunter. <laughs> I don't yeah, know why. Like Molly Ringwald was like 16, though. Yeah. She just reminds me this of her. This is 87. That's awesome. yeah. Molly Ringwald was... Oh, yeah. No, no, was... no. It's Space Hunter. Oh. It says Fun Bread. <laughs> I thought it was an ice cream truck, too, and then I saw this one. Well, see, that truck doesn't say Fun Bread, though. <laughs> no longer. And I think the Fun Bread is a Wonder Bread. That's what... Yeah. <laughs> That's flatbread. <laughs> so here's, like, the music I was okay, talking about. Okay, okay. So they're all... So maybe you were at the right spot. Uh, was it here? Yeah. I think it's around here. Yeah. This music. It's so weird because I was going to say the soundtrack of this movie generally when it doesn't delve into this like synthy crap is kind of good. It's kind of flat though and like I don't get a feel am I having fun? Am I on an this, adventure? Am I you don't nervous know for them? You know what that music sounds like? It sounds like western music like if you're on a horse and like But yeah. it's, it's not as upbeat as a western music though. It, it's no, like it's kind of flat. No, that sounded exactly like a western oh, movie. I like, if somebody's just like if this if this Horse is like slowly trotting. Yeah. Over the, you're not racing after anything. It's just a guy journeying from a town to another town, and it's like. That's it. But like, it doesn't fit this because they're in a souped-up car and they're like. But it's not like you know what I mean. Like Peter Jackson, like traveling. Well, we also don't. We don't. They're not on. They're not on a journey that I care about. See, doesn't that sound like? I don't think the composer cared about it either. He's like, okay, so that sounds weird. That sounds like the beginning of a 70s like action TV yeah, show, like kind of. a $6 million man or something. Snakes could eat 